Well, now we're recording. And yeah. we are full wrecked from hearing that song. That is America 101, Man. 202, and 304. Those how classes go, Griff, right? Griff, like, you know, I, don't, I could give a fuck less if someone, like, kneels for the national anthem. But if someone in my presence ever kneeled for that... I don't know how you I, I could. I would cut their fucking throat. I don't I would know. Be like fuck you, death to the infidels. Yeah, fuck yeah, America. I have no idea how you could. I mean, I was in the bathroom listening to uh, uh, Julian and me down by the schoolyard earlier, and that got me pretty pumped up. This song gets me over the goddamn moon. Yeah, yeah. I don't even remember. You who know what does. also gets me over what's that? Over the moon. Our next guest. Who's it? Well, we didn't our have first a first guest. guest. Well, yeah, we had. <laughs> well, we had. We did. Few. Yeah. Yeah. episodes ago but our, our next guest in the series of guests we're going to have <laughs> okay of our friends modestly called the legion of legends and acquaintances and acquaintances, and acquaintances. shut up <laughs> speaking of that mic next time <laughs> i'm gonna yell that a lot today i think we got today we got he's a rock star he's a podcaster I mean, we were just sharing a very sincere story with him about Kid, Kid Rock, Detroit's own, and how he was affiliated with him. Who, who isn't affiliated with Ex- Kid Rock? Yeah, that's like, can I, can I, I was just right in the middle of introducing him. As I was saying, rock star, podcaster, and friend, Woo. Mr. Sean Pigeon. Give it up! Now? Yes, you can talk Millie now. Millie was all. All right. You can Hello. talk. Yeah, she gets nervous. Golden Globus audience. Yeah, it's exciting, isn't it? It is. You're pretty weak there. You need to I talk into the mic. There. Sorry. I, uh, <laughs> there you go. No pressure, but you get your whole our whole too. friendship revolves around it your does. performance. Here. I've been I'm writing notes. I'm writing notes right now. You're, you're gonna do good. But uh, yeah, we brought you on for a very specific reason. I mean, we brought uh, our good friend Mike on for a specific reason. He loses his shit every day to He Man and the Master of the Universe. Universe. And you happen to come to us with a Chuck Norris story, one that, I don't know, it just delighted us. Blew my mind. Blew his mind. It's true. Yeah. Lay, lay we got to go through my history of Golden Globus, don't we? I mean. How I got here? Sure. Yeah. So uh, I was raised in a house of boys. My father was a big Chuck Norris fan, big movie mm. fan. So uh, as a kid, I did not get indoctrinated by films with Disney movies. Uh, I That's saw good. Delta Force at six. Great I was, a big, I was a big G.I. Joe fan. Fuck, so was I. Fuck yeah. And so uh, Delta Force was right up my alley because Golden Globus couldn't afford, like, complete Jeeps. They had dune buggies. Really. <laughs> yeah. yeah There's a lot true. of dudes on, like, dirt bikes in that movie. Yeah, and I'm and like, it, oh, I've got action figures that look just like this. Yep. They, they, you know what you think? I think about I had a G.I. Joe toy that looked like those dune buggies with a cannon on yeah. top. Yeah. No, yeah. I was watching the end of it, and I was like, oh, my God. I wish my parents hadn't have thrown all that shit out. Right. I was like, I would, I'd be recreating Chuck Norris kicks <laughs> and dirt bike missiles. So would, would you say Chuck was like your main cannon guy? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, we got... Yeah, because then, obviously, like, once I was in Delta Force, then it was like at the holidays, they were like, prepare for Invasion USA. Oh, man. I was like, oh, my God. Was that your holiday yeah. movie? It was. <laughs> You get the best parents. Look, of seriously, all time. my older brothers weren't going to sit around watching Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer with me at that point. Yeah. They were like, right. no, we're going to watch this. You know. Okay, I thought there was going to be an or in there, <laughs> but I'm glad it was just that option. You're watching this. Your big That's brothers like are good. <laughs> yeah. So, um, my Delta Force fandom 
created quite the fervor in the household. So uh, I think maybe like a year after I saw that, Chuck Norris was releasing a book called The Secret of Inner Strength, My Story. Mm, sounds and, inspirational. Uh, so at he was doing a signing at like a B. Dalton or whatever would have been right. in Lafonia Mall at the time. Walden yeah. Bob, and like so that. I had this like Chuck Norris doll, and I searched the house for it, but I couldn't find it. But I had this Chuck Norris doll, and I think it's because of what happened. Was it like the Chuck Norris Karate Commando doll, or was that? Was he in like the fatigue pants and like the shirt had the beard? No, the Karate Commando. He was like a ninja outfit. Oh, okay. oh, was like a cartoon no. that they Hi- had. hiding all that. He's got so much hair. <laughs> he's like well, a little bear he, man. He's a manly guy. <laughs> all right. So you have to like my folks get me all excited. They're like, "Oh my god." You love Delta Force. We're going to take you to this book signing for Chuck Norris. And I don't, I could care less about Chuck Norris. I am thinking. It sounds like you care less about Delta Force. <laughs> You're forced into it. Delta Forced into it. So we go to the mall. I'm super jazzed about meeting Chuck Norris. He is my hero. He's single-handedly with the help of his entire Delta Force. <laughs> he got the main bad guy, right? He always yeah, gets his yeah, man. He right. always gets people man. up. He yeah. doesn't need any help, right? So I'm super jazzed. And all I want to do when I get up there is show him my Chuck Norris doll and tell him how much all I love right. Delta Force. I could give a shit about anything else in the world how at many, this moment. Was, is it a really big line? Oh, it was a super long line. Okay, so you're like in there for hours. Yeah. Like, okay. And I mean, maybe not, but as a kid... All right. As a kid, it was You're an eternity, minutes, and so know. I'm just like, oh my god, <laughs> I'm finally going to get to tell, you know, the what it was he the 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 major. What he was, was he? Scott McCoy, Major Scott McCoy. Ma- okay. Yeah, he got promoted. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's not giving away right now. But, I yeah. got to tell the major. <laughs> right. Thanks for rescuing all those people. Right. He did that. <laughs> right. Right. So I'm super jazzed about this. I get up there. He signs this shit book, right? right? And as I'm about to shove my Delta Force figure up there and tell him how much I Did you have I to buy a book? Yeah, oh, yeah, you oh, had okay. to buy the book, right? I barely fucking read, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> right as I'm about to tell him how much I've been waiting, right at the moment, his some dude just face palms me and just gives me the, yeah, get out of here, kid. <laughs> wow. Right? And so I look up. And it's Chuck Norris's bodyguard. And in that moment, crushed. No. The illusion just went away. Why does, why does Chuck Norris need a fucking bodyguard? No. I think to stop him from fucking someone up too bad. That's You know what? Honest to God, that is what my parents <laughs> told me. I shit you not. We He's got in the lawsuits. car. I was devastated. And they were like, you know, he just, like, what if he had thought you were coming at him? You don't want to get your ass kicked <laughs> well, you, by Chuck Norris. You were yeah. spazzing out. You might, you know, I was. You I, you I seemed dangerous. I, I should have respected his space. Yeah. <laughs> but when I was still bitter about it when Chuck Norris facts came out, and everybody was like, oh, Chuck Norris yeah. facts. And I'm like, no, I don't believe no. any of them. Because Chuck he's got Norris' a bodyguard. bodyguard could do that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about Chuck Norris. So you definitely did. Like, test. I'm really happy that in my early 20s, I didn't get, like, super wasted and run yeah. into Chuck Norris. Because <laughs> depending on the amount of alcohol, there might have been, like, a, let's go. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, I don't see your bodyguard. <laughs> right. Would have got my ass kicked, which would have been a better Chuck Norris story. Jesus he got, he Christ! Beat up by Chuck, yeah. So this podcast, right? When you guys when you guys debuted, and I was listening, and I saw the list of Golan Globus classics, right. yeah. And I'm just I just only made it to the D's, <laughs> right? Right. And then and you I hit. was like, I got I hit Delta Force, and I yeah. was like, this would be the perfect movie if it had Joyce Heiser's tits. <laughs> yep. 
Like that right would, after, you know? You know, that was the one thing I've noticed about Chuck. No Every nudity. passenger, no once nudity. you're freed, you get a squeeze. <laughs> <laughs> I could handle being fucking held on an airplane for, you know? Sweating, profusely sweating, yeah. all that, yeah. You get your jewelry back. Yeah. <laughs> and then you get a squeeze. I'm in. Oh, boy. <laughs> all right. So, so, so I'm right, I was just thinking back to your... You know, catalog to Life Force. and Oh, oh, are we going to have this out here? Yeah, I thought we were going to do this off the mic. Are we doing <laughs> this now? Look, look, Pigeon. I'm not saying it was an easy choice. It was a Sophie's choice. Okay. okay? I really thought long and hard. Did the haircuts factor into it? Probably. Like the fact that Joyce Heiser looks a little too manly. Yes. Like, oh. I would say that. Also, the Life Force girl was totally naked. So oh, it's kind of that kind of throws yeah. you off balance. Oh, then the blood. I like you're, a little mystery. Into I'm, the, into, I'm into blood play. You know me so well. You're into the... Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, it was... I guess it was Sophie's choice. I was like, I prayed on it one night. I thought about it. I said, I don't know. I know I was. this was a betrayal to you. Because <laughs> I know, I, you, seriously, you take this? I do. But I was like, I got to be honest, man. This, this whole podcast is about being honest. It really is. And I'm not... Like, let's put it this way. Life Force Girl 1, Joyce Heiser 1A. Ooh. Is that okay? Can, will this mend one our friendship? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> because I've noticed a lot of tension between us since I said that. And I want to squash this. It did. It was, I honestly shut the podcast off, had to come back. I know. It was like oh, man. Uh, uh, this little behind-the-scenes stuff. He, never, he hasn't talked to me since that. All the, Getting him on was all Griff. Griff, he was like... I'll talk to Griff. They had to roll out the red carpet. Yeah, and we uh, did it, obviously. You're looking. It's over there's there. A red, there's a red carpet there right there. It's got a lot of dog hair on it, man. <laughs> she She does warm this it up. arm is licked. See? Oh, wow. She's been licking you. Damn. Wow. Good That's girl, good. Millhouse. You're not... Wait, you are... Yeah, she's a dumb slut. So, I'm glad we put that to rest. You know what else I'm glad about? I'm talking about motherfucking Delta Force. Let's go. I don't want to get into this yet. I still got to grill this man. I still want to hear the theme. I need to put him on the hot seat. <laughs> you have some other questions for him. I have some questions for him. Come on. Okay. If we're going to have a guest, I'm going to put him on the hot seat. All right. Oh. Let's do it. All right. Do it. Time for some hot seat. Now, the first one is not very Chuck Norris related. We were talking a lot about Kid Rock last week because he's featured in our movie. Snake Eater 3. Snake Eater 3. Episode 14. Check it out. Oh, my God. <laughs> Definitely check it out. <laughs> episode 14, really? Um, I think. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Episode well, 14. our villain happened to be Kid Rock, and he ser- had a certain album, uh, uh, Sandwiches and Grits for Breakfast. And in that album and of that era, he had very tall hair and shaved sides. Are you willing to cosplay it up? Are you willing to go around... Detroit native Kid Rock, grow your hair out a little bit longer. He's, You've got the skinny, first of all, tall wait, features. Wait, wait. What's he up? He grew up nowhere fucking near Detroit. All right, let's just call it out. All right, I'm not, I have more street cred than Kid wow. Rock. Okay, he's from the sticks. Okay, I I don't know what I said here to bring. You said this Detroit. On. I don't like it when all these white kids You're are right. like claiming Detroit and they're from the suburbs. I I I hate to even say that when I tell people where I'm from. Uh... Metro Detroit. He's not even in the same county. I, I would say... He's not even in the same county? Either Macomb is where Romeo is. Isn't that Metro Detroit? I guess. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Whatever. We're getting bogged down with it. Go yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah, we're losing the plot here. Yeah, we've ruined this question. Thanks. Uh, 
Are you willing to grow your hair really long and stick it straight up in the air? No. Okay. That's and all. If he did, it would be because of the X Men character Legion. Yeah. More than that. Yeah. Oh, good point. But really, I just want to gracefully grow into my Lee, Mar- Lee Marvin years. <laughs> your eyebrows aren't quite there yet. Yeah. I don't well, know what you he, plan to do. The, uh, if that doesn't work out, I will be fine with doing the Donald Sutherland. Okay. <laughs> I want you to go for the eyebrows at the same time. You know, I got to say, when you get older, that happens. I, I've reached the point in my life where the, the barber, I don't have to ask the barber. The barber asked me. <laughs> I'm not even joking. The last time I got my hair cut, they're like, you want your eyebrows trimmed back? <laughs> and I'm like, what? what? Are, they, are they that bad? Are they Lee Marvin? I like how and you're confused. Like, what did I have for dinner? Is my like, eyebrows getting long? Well, I didn't. you don't notice it because your hair grows slow. I didn't know. Apparently why didn't you, you did tell it. me is the real question. Well, because you're always slicking them back when I talk to you. <laughs> I think you do know. I think you're trying to play oblivious for our audio know. audience. But I'm just saying. Exactly. Don't give Lee Marvin shit because it'll happen to you too eventually. Now... I confuse a certain villain for a certain other person in this movie because of the red blouse and the mustache and the nice slick hair. I confused our main villain, uh, Abdul, for Burt Reynolds in Smokey and the Bandit. I can see it. Yeah. I thought I had a child- similar problem with Commando oh. where I, for years... Thought that the villain in Arnold Schwarzenegger's Commando was Freddie Mercury. Well, yeah, he was. Whoa, he, He's, was. He, he was wearing that mesh shirt, right? Yeah, yeah he had the mustache. He had the porn mustache. Right. Like, I mean, people think that that it, that whole movie was like had a very gay subtext to it. Subtext. It's kind of blatant. It's like either way, face. wonderful movie, oh, and yeah, we'll I can't imagine we won't be talking about it. We'll so, talk about it. One yeah. Day. yeah. I'm, gl- I, I'm glad that answer came out of it, even if it wasn't related. Uh, Fun fact. The actor who plays Abdul, who's in brownface, by the way, he's a white guy. Oh, is he? Yes. That's he he male lead from Jackie Brown, Robert Forrester. Shit, that's what you were trying to tell me? Yeah. Oh, fuck. I completely... So, like, that, I guess that's the listeners who probably know him best. He was the guy from... The white guy that Pam uh, Greer was into and Jackie Brown. Motherfucker! Wow. wow, I did not know that. Dang! I mean, I did know that because you just told me that. No. So when you, I met- got a, I gotta oh. say, I got a Scarface vibe off his clothes, not a Burt Reynolds vibe. He was like wearing that white suit, like Tony Montana. He had a white jacket, but he took it off. I was too distracted by the one terrorist that like completely fucked himself right out of the gate. Oh yeah. <laughs> Jafar? Worst terrorist ever. Oh, yeah. yeah. Jafar, he was great. Like, in today's age, if you watch this movie, because I saw it for the first time the other day, and you got this man, full suit, looking, sorry, not white. And no, he was just, not even that. He was so disheveled and sweaty. Well, yeah. He was just like, eh. but And he was an asshole to everybody's <laughs> mind that he was shoving out of the Absolutely. way. Absolutely. Like, he had to get a plane hijack. Absolutely. And he's just freaking out, sweating bullets. It's like, guy... Even if you're innocent as fuck, you are about to be interrogated. You're about to be waterboarded by stewardesses uh, in the bathroom. Nothing good was coming out of that. that, like, blue water they have in the... That'd be awful. Oh, no, no, they put the puck in your mouth, though. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty bad. Uh, So, when you met Chuck, beard or no beard? Beard. He He had the beard. Because we're looking at his book right here, and he's just got the mustache. No better than my mustache, I got to say. But, uh... I, Murray might be right, because he, my mind might be playing tricks on me. If, the, if he was sporting the mustache on the cover of the book, 
He was probably mm. mustachioed. But well, I've so never used to seeing him with a beard. He, yeah. I've never seen him without any facial hair. I've seen him without no, a beard in before. Very, in the, the Bruce Lee movies, and he doesn't have any facial hair where yeah. Bruce Lee kicks his ass. <gasps> yeah, you're right. I have seen and him so without a beard. So in his very first ones, he's clean shaven. Then he yeah. grew a mustache like early 80s. That's the Chuck Norris I remember. Because when he I got his him, ass beat, so he's like, I need to look tougher. Right. And he grew a beard. Probably beard. Yeah. yeah, so probably beard. Like I said, I mean, I didn't get a good look before I had man hands <laughs> spread all over yeah. my face and shoved out of the way. Oh, my boy. My crushed. It was probably did, did he even look at you at all? Not really. No eye like, contact. Is he, yeah. an, is he autistic? Because I'm sure he was more focused on, like, my parents or something since they were the one that bought the oh, book. Oh, they were He was paying. probably like, no six-year-old should be watching Delta Force. What the fuck's wrong with you guys? Oh, uh, excuse me, every six-year-old should be watching I thought you just read Delta us a passage from this book where he's like, I wanted everybody... To enjoy my films. I believe a six-year-old is in everybody. I agree. You know, well, yeah, and that probably explains why he never had any boobs in his movies, because he wanted six-year-olds He to wanted to make it. sure it was PG. I mean, really, dude, when you think I'm about it. be totally honest. That was the one drawback of this movie. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I was like, we don't even have one rapey terrorist. <laughs> There's that yeah. one shot in Die Hard. Come on. Help me out no. here. There's a good, that's a good point. There is, for they a Golden Globus movie. Right. There is. I think that was lack of nudity. That was Charles Bronson's domain. Oh no, sex crimes was, always happen. Oh yeah, Bronson it was movies. seriously like, hey, we got this movie. There's a woman getting raped. Call Bronson. <laughs> There's no woman getting raped. Call Chuck. <laughs> because even in uh, he knowing Malcolm Golan, like I do, yeah, I think okay. there was some nudity, but Chuck was like, no, I, I don't, I don't do nudity in my movies. Oh, uh, based on some of the facts, I'm about to shed on you guys in a little minute here. Uh, a little minute here. Um. We'll, we'll, we'll get a little bit more insight into that. But uh, before we get into this trailer, one last question for you. Clearly, Chuck broke your heart. What have you done to fill that void in your heart? Oh, when Chuck broke my heart? Yeah, immediately... six-year-old Sean. See, six-year-old Sean saw this at home while he had his G.I. Joe toys out and was partially paying attention. Six-year-old Sean still lived at home? Oh, yeah. Wow. Six-year-old Griffin didn't live at home. But... What about Murray? A few years later... I've never lived in a home. Okay. After, to fill the void, my parents took me to the, my first uh, theater experience, and okay. that was to see Die Hard. Oh. And so, so you, then I was like... You filled it with Bruce? Yep. Bruno. How do you, how do you feel with Bruce now? <laughs> Not so good. <laughs> I'm sorry that all your action heroes are failing you. John Claude well. has done nothing wrong. <laughs> Charles Bronson died, so he's done yeah, nothing he, wrong. He, he, yeah, it's true. <laughs> so, all our heroes are good. <laughs> so I'm sorry that you keep striking out. It's okay. One day you'll find a hero. Yeah. You need a hero. You're, you're looking out for a hero till the morning light. Okay. So uh, before we get into some more fun stuff, let's get into some fun fucking trailer. Do it. Delta Force. The enemy doesn't care who they hurt. <laughs> Not how young. Daddy! How innocent. <laughs> how helpless. Collect all passports. Why? Strangers. They're making a mistake. United by the threat of death. There's only two of them! And there's so many of us! Find the courage. You take one of us, you gotta take us all. To defy their captors. I won't do it! It's a new age of terror that requires a new breed of warrior. 
One minute to showtime. We're members of Delta Force and we're here to take you home. America's elite anti-terrorist commandos. Committed to destroy the enemies of freedom. Because the stakes are more than pride. Sleep tight, sucker. More than honor. Move it, move it. More than justice. American, I want to negotiate. Do you hear me, American? Loud and clear. Because they're fighting to save American lives. The Delta Force. Starring Chuck Norris and Lee Marvin. America's new heroes. The Delta Force. Oh, some sweet fucking trailer. Do you remember the trailer? I don't remember the trailer. I didn't even watch the trailer. Yeah, we didn't watch the trailer. Did you watch the trailer? Uh, I might have before I watched. I might have before yeah, I watched the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I remember explosions. Uh, mention of Delta forces or Lee Delta Marvin's forces. eyebrows. I remember that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Lee America eyebrows. had to be mentioned at least four times. America has a real threat on their hands. Yeah, we. I think we just recreated yeah. it. Lee Marvin's yeah. eyebrows. Someone just wishing. I can just wish my mustache. That's about as thick as Lee Marvin's eyebrows. Um, there's a lot to this movie. There's a fucking lot. Like uh, when we were talking about uh, some of the facts of this movie, you even were like, it was kind of harder to watch this movie from a six-year-old to a now a person, knowing that this was based on real <laughs> events. What's yeah. up? It's called an adult, not a now person. But N- now a person is not a real no. term to you. No, that's because you're old. Son of a bitch. That's how we all. That's the PC way to say adult now is oh. now a person. Well, I actually, Dagnabbit. <laughs> I hadn't even seen the movie since Chuck broke my heart. Yeah, I naturally. I so, actually saw the movie in the theaters. I'm like, can say whoa. that. Yeah. Jesus Christ! I was. This an invasion USA. The I like Chuck to, North movies I've seen. In the I like theater. to imagine you went there in all black cargo pants, like no, black. No, no, no. Uh, you know. No, no. You went there. Cargo <laughs> pants were a thing. Yeah, I don't think. In oh, really? Maybe Ta- parachute oh, pants. Tactical I pants. I could. I might have some camouflage pants. Stone wash or camouflage. Yeah, <laughs> stone wash like camouflage. Bender shoes. from the Breakfast Club. <laughs> At all times. Exactly. I uh, I've only seen one picture of you from your youth, and you were in a suit. So I feel like you're trying to hide what you uh, no, look like. No, I've I've always been fashionably unfashionable. What so is I, was, I never was like up on the trip. I probably did have a pair of acid wash jeans at least once in my life, but just not when you should have. <laughs> <laughs> you were like me in elementary school, like off brand everything. My mom's like, no yeah, one like, will notice. I'm, I'm that way. Notice. I'm that way now. I'm like, <laughs> fuck. I'll pick up some clothes at fucking Costco. Right? Or well, some when shit. you're when you're not in high school, who pays attention to that? Right. Exactly. So. Okay. I, I did have a dude at work one time yell "nice sweater" to me, and I know that he didn't mean it. Oh, what color was, was it? It was bad. I mean, I deserved it, but I don't give a shit. It was like it was a total Cosby sweater. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, I'm loving this. That guy was me. <laughs> well, you just have to say, "Fuck you, nerd!" To that guy. Murray <laughs> just follows me around like a reverse hype man. Yeah, I've known you <laughs> forever. I so, was the guy who pushed you out of the way of Chuck Norris. That's so, right. Fun fact: you were. You did it to save. I wasn't going to tell a great story about how yourself I... to pull into. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then you, just, your life went off the rails. You were going to become an American hero. It, exactly, yeah. I was right. going to join Delta Force, <laughs> right. but then I was like, fuck that. Chuck Norris didn't do anything in those movies. <laughs> so, of course, like I mentioned, this movie was based on a real-life event, and this is an event that completely just, like, blew... Uh, Mo- I can't even think of his name. Malin. Malin? Golan? Milanis. Menachem Golan? Golan. Golan. 
Golan. Yeah. I don't know why I always get his name show. mixed up. I, 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 I get it mixed up every time. It's Menachem Golan. Big yeah, fan. yeah, yeah. So really. Go- Golan, of course, who... Yeah, I, you, hey, I'm looking for a new uh, partner. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Golan. I'm not doing the editing for you guys. That's yeah, true. Fuck it. We're stuck um, with him. So Golan was completely fascinated with this event. And he even sent his assistant director, director to Israel where he had to sneak him into the country to find out everything that was going on with this uh, situation. Why would he have to sneak him into the country? You know, I didn't do that much research. I mean, Golan is an Israeli. He's a citizen of Yeah, Israel. but he didn't go there. He sent his uh, assistant there. Did he sent like, I don't know, a Palestinian? What do you, I have got his brother pick him up at the airport. Uh, like, oh, wasn't official. Okay. Yeah. So... Either way, he had a... Did he go in as a they, Canadian they uh, journalist like Chuck does yes. in the movie? <laughs> he totally does. Yeah. He just wears shades and a beard and like... And a safari jacket? Yes, yeah, safari jacket with a, with a camera. And they're yeah. like, yeah, it seems official. Yeah. So they filmed this whole movie in Israel as well. It was over 100 degrees every day they shot. Mm. That upset a lot of people. They had four... Emmy uh, Oscar nominated uh, actors on the Oh set. yeah, the whole the first half of the movie is like an episode of like a love boat. It's just a bunch of like washed up old like actors. You got fucking from the Rat Pack, Joey Bishop, got Sh- uh, Shelley Winters, George Kennedy. Yeah, they got a lot of big stars. Yeah, Smirnoff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, whatever his name is. <laughs> and it's not in the movie, but yeah, yeah, like, Smirnoff. Yeah, mentioning- all we needed was like a, tr- a little. little uh, thing for your your lovely wife all we need was charles nelson riley and we would have had a great <laughs> love Match boat episode <laughs> so mentioning shelly winters she actually got in a uh, uh a fight with golan because all the scenes pretty much that she was involved with were on a uh a plane in 110 right. degree weather with no air circulation i can't imagine how hot it was in the plane but she told him uh i can't do this I'll die. And Golan yelled back to her, do it, and then die. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a classic Golan statement. Classic. So the other uh, big big, uh, character that they involved in this movie, I forget what her name was in the movie, but was based on uh, a a real-life person. Her name was Ingrid in the movie. Ingrid, yes. And so she was a German flight attendant, and she happened to be the only person on the flight who spoke German and English, and it just so happened that the terrorists only spoke their native tongue and uh, German. Hmm. So she became the uh, translator during the flight, and she single-handedly got everybody, uh, like the women and children, off the plane. So It wasn't Chuck. It wasn't Chuck. It wasn't the Delta Force. It was Uli Derrickson. Derrickson? I thought I wrote that there. I wrote it on the back yeah. of here. Give it up for Uli Derrickson. So give it up to Uli Derrickson. So within 40 hours, she got all those hostages. Well, two-thirds of the hostages cleared. But, yeah, uh, Uzis. We're, there's a lot of Uzis in these movies, and I thought it was just typical Golden Globus bringing up Uzis for no fucking reason. Right. Delta Force actually used fucking Uzis. Of course they did. They're the I ultimate. Couldn't, I couldn't know. believe that. Yeah, well, and also I'm sure it was easy to get them because Uzis are an Israeli weapon. So I'm sure like the the Israeli army probably loaned them out to them or something right. like that. And so I already mentioned it. What was our <laughs> invasion USA? Yeah, Chuck's brother was his stuntman. Stuntman in this again. So you had a second Norris in this movie. So Chuck needs a bodyguard, 
and he needs a stunt man. Yes. And Why he uses is this his, whole internet shit going around about him being a badass? Yeah, exactly. And he needs his brother to be that stunt man. <laughs> yeah. You could say that, Mike. It's okay. <laughs> um, and uh, there was a third nurse in this movie. His son was one of the Navy divers. Wow. Eric Norris, NASCAR driver. We've been talking about this theme, that theme that gets in our ears and is an earworm, and we're just like, fuck America, got a boner now. That was actually used for NASCAR. Should have been fuck yeah, America, not <laughs> yeah. fuck America. Just to yeah. clear that up, we're not on the side yeah. of the terrorists. You sounded like Abdul for there. Oh, for did I? Again. Yeah, you just said fuck I America. I said it. Oh, I, you know. <laughs> but you, okay. you know, come fuck years in. in America. Yeah. Fuck Fucking America. A, America. I, yeah, that's, you guys got me here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, just, I'm just clearing it up. You know, okay, cool. Why don't you misrepresented? We don't want you hitting any mines. <laughs> uh, we we got Zuckerberg's one of our enemies now, so we don't want you to get. We, yeah, your Facebook is monitoring you very closely. Yeah. It's very true. <laughs> it's not a good thing. <laughs> so fuck shit. Uh, we got a two-hour movie to get into. We're already twenty-eight minutes into this shit. Uh, don't right. worry. Oh, the first hour of the movie is bullshit. <laughs> Complete bullshit. It's wait, riveting, wait, 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 riveting dramatic bullshit. And the, I have to say. No, you go ahead. You're the guest. You're the guest. Go ahead. We're here every week. It was weird watching this, not since I was six, like in a post-9-11. Right. Yeah. This is a real huge... And then knowing that like one of the Navy guys, probably not Norris's kid, because he wouldn't be the one that would die. No. He wouldn't die. That was a bummer. I mean, there was two captives. Yeah, we were... Uh, we actually, which one before you got Norris's here, kid. we were talking about it because I remember in the '80s, hijackings happened all the fucking time, and then uh, a lot of people when 9/11 happened, a lot of people were like, "Well, why didn't anybody do anything? Why didn't they attack him?" Because people assumed it was a hijacking, and you know, you so you just land wherever they'd want you to land, and they would work out some deal, and then you get out. So nobody thought who thought they were going to fly into a plane, a uh, plane into a building. So huh. that's probably why you know that's so the answer to people that are like, "Why didn't you do anything? Because you didn't think that would... Who, who thought that would happen? I'm sorry. So you're trying to say Alex Jones is wrong. I'm saying Alex and, Jones is wrong about everything. And yeah. 9-11 wasn't an inside job. It was just people figuring this was just standard procedure and they just wanted to get some gas and go to Beirut. Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. Fuck. They assumed Delta Force would rescue them. Do I have to return my brain pills that I bought from Alex Jones? <laughs> yes. I've been feeding you guys the brain pills in the water I give you. Sean, That's why you're going to feel my really own. smart today. I am. <laughs> <laughs> now, Griff, what are you yeah. talking about? This movie starts out with a kick-ass action scene. Oh, yeah. It opens up, and you got the was this one storming based, of was the this, beach. Did this happen in real life, too? Because it's, it's like set in Iran. No, it's bullshit. This is, this is pure Norris porn. Uh, okay, I don't yeah, know. this is... Thank you. That's the best way to put this. This is Norris porn. So this is like a few years pre before the the movie. Chuck has no beard. He's just mustache. He's got a mustache. Our man, our Golden Globe's favorite, Steve James. Steve is in James it. is no in mustache it. at all. I was like shocked. Yeah, I was like what? And uh, so what happens is there's a bombing. Like a what was it? A helicopter gets blown up. I just remember a beach, a helicopter blown up. They're trying to get to some big helicopter with all the delta force people there's like 99 people in the delta force and apparently chuck's the only guy who got the memo you leave nobody behind yeah so you know uncredited one of those 99 a young liam neeson really? no way yeah. oh wow, damn 
Now I have to go back and watch. Now you got to rewatch not, it. No, I'm not going to rewatch. Yeah. It. See when you watch it. <laughs> look for Liam Neeson. Yes. Make sure Point it out for him. us, please. <laughs> this is where he learns his particular set of skills. <laughs> so there. So there's <laughs> an, Chuck. Yeah. yeah. There's an Chuck's explosion. <laughs> there you go. There's an explosion. Everyone's like, "We're getting the fuck out of here." But wait, was it? Was I don't know if it was it Pete that was left was behind. Pete. Pete. Perpetual victim, professional damsel in distress. Perpetual. He's 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 pinned down by some like some shit in there. Everyone's like, we're getting the fuck out of here. Chuck's like, no, we don't leave anybody behind. He's the yeah. only guy who got that message in basic training. So he goes back, rips off his jacket so he can show off the buff body and the fucking sweet camouflage tank top. It was really hot in there too, so you know he just had to make sure. He, yeah, it, you know. he doesn't want to overheat while he's saving somebody's life. And Murray, typical Pete shit together. was like, bro, get out of here. Save yourself. <laughs> yeah, of course. Pete's like, I'm not worth it. And he's like, you probably aren't. The whole place is going to blow. Right. The whole place is going to blow. But in classic action movie star fashion, he gets them out just in time, picks up the heavy thing that's pinning them down, pulls them out. No help from anyone else. They're just sitting there waiting for... Because that's a running theme in the movie. Everyone's waiting for Chuck. Everybody's waiting for Chuck. And Chuck's always, take off without me. And they're yeah. like dragging their feet. Steve James is like, no, wait. He'll be here. Like, he's just, he's the, he's the best. So then he gets back. He, now all of a sudden he's, just, he's almost like a young pigeon. He's disillusioned. He's just like, I'm out. I'm done with the army. Which I, last time I checked, you can't do that. You can't just say, I quit the army. Yeah. Like, you have to, fill, you know, whatever you're like signed up for, you have to finish it. I mean, he didn't just quit. They like gave him medals. They were like, "Come back anytime. We need you. You're you're the driving force of the Delta Force." And he's like, "I'll think about it." And then he goes off to his ranch, riding off into the sunset. So now we got to get into the main plot of this movie: the plane hijacking that I mentioned before. And I mean, as a kid, this seemed innocent enough. Probably just bad people every day, right? It wasn't even that it was bad people every day. It was that rewatching this movie, I realized that they tried to humanize the terrorists at a few oh, points. A bit, I was just yeah. like, there's no reason to do this. Yeah. So I'm bad. actually surprised that Golan did that. I mean, well, Abdul's pure evil, the Burt Reynolds looking one. Yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, don't know, though. What? He gives the ring back. Oh, there yeah. was. There maybe he, maybe yeah. he's like a carrot he doesn't like. Like it's 24 carat, and he's like, I don't okay. fuck with that shit. He did some stuff, but he chose it very particularly, particularly, and uh, less often than our uh, our our buddy. Ma- what was it, Mama? Mustafa? Mustafa. Mustafa's kind of like the one that's a little bit of a heart and a unibrow. Because they yeah. also <laughs> bring up the fact that he has a daughter. Yeah, like, yeah. He has to drive that home. Right. Like, yeah. This is why I'm doing this. Right. And little girls like I just want my cabbage patch. So we open up. We're 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 at the airport. We get to know some of the passengers well, for reasons. Right. We know that you can buy Cabbage Patch dolls at Greek airports. Oh, they bought a... That's where the Cabbage Patch doll came from? Yes. Jesus Christ. We, I thought it was like something she brought with her. They bought it for that day. And then we meet the Shelly Winters character and the other woman. I don't think you understand how popular Cabbage Patch they, kids were in the 80s, bro. Yeah, dude, I don't. Seriously, <laughs> dude. At this time, maybe a couple years earlier, people were fighting over Cabbage Patch dolls. Uh, okay. So they hijacked a plane to get the Cabbage Patch doll. Got it. Exactly. That might have been their <laughs> true motive. So we're hijacking the plane. Also, we're taking the back Cabbage Patch kit. So then we we get the Shelly Winters and this other woman meet up. Hey, you Jewish? So am I. And they're a little Jewish yeah. meet cute. It's a big Jewish love fest. Everyone <laughs> showing off rings, showing off the ju- jewelry. Yeah. It's 
Yeah. So they're going to board the plane together. They're all going to be kind of cool. Like, we're on this journey together. It, it's it's adorable. Like, you don't get that on airplanes. You get people putting headphones in, ignoring each other. But back in the day... When you had to talk to people because you didn't have a phone. Exactly. Everybody wanted to get along with everybody else and buy Cabbage Patch dolls and get very emotional over them. So when they're going through the security, this is where we meet... Well, we see Abdul and Mustafa come. They're playing it chill. Yeah. Abdul's got his fucking Tony Montana suit on, white Santa Fever suit. Yeah. They and let then, him on because they thought he was Burt While Reynolds. they're like, get, get on, we were introduced to Jafar, another one of the terrorists, who must have been up snorting coke all fucking night. Oh, long, my God. Because he's like all disheveled, sweaty, total yeah. pro. You know, I, I, he's like, hey, wait, I have to hijack this plane. Let me on. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, no, sir, you can't. Very calmly, just like, shoo him away. Like, they clearly stepped in the way, but they were just like, no, sir, you need to go this way. Today, that guy would have been waterboarded <laughs> be, in the yeah, bathroom. He'd be getting, like, anal cavity search yeah. immediately. Uh, yeah. But this was a little laxer. This is, well, this is why in Greece, it's different. They do it differently. In Greece? They're in Greece. Oh, that's right. They were in Athens, weren't they? So, meanwhile, cut to the, cut to the airplane. We see Artie Lang from the Howard Stern show. He's like a janitor or something. He... Goes into the bathroom, hides a gun and a grenade underneath some toilet paper. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he's like... And he the goes, worst hiding spot ever. And he's like, he doesn't even try to hide it. He just throws a couple on top. Yeah. He totally sees his gun hanging you out. You see him, like, pop that gun under some napkins. <laughs> and then, like, you're like, oh, shit, that's completely hidden. <laughs> and then the, the hijackers come on board... And the guns are completely exposed. There's like a napkin on top of something that's obviously a well, gun. Well, somebody probably went to the bathroom and used some or something. <laughs> so they're like, <laughs> they move a grenade. <laughs> <laughs> I just want a napkin. I don't fucking need to blow my hand off. Or do I? Well, fortunately, there's a nosy little like kid. I'm like, I'm gonna say his name, Billy. He's onto it. Billy was the best <laughs> part of the opening half of this movie. He's like, there's something about those people I don't trust. Racist. Yeah. Yeah, like, he grew up to be Mike Pence. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, a little political there. So he's, his eyes are all on these guys. <laughs> but they don't care. They're like, fuck it. I'm going to the bathroom getting my gun. Meanwhile, we also notice, because we, as we've discussed many times, Golan Globus is all about stereotypes. They yeah. don't have time for character development, so they have to give you the most ultra version of whoever they're giving you. So we're introduced to not only... The most super Jewish people of all time in Joey Bishop and all those guys, but also the most super Catholic people. We get a priest and two nuns. All right. The priest played by George Kennedy won an Oscar. And not this movie. Not for this movie. <laughs> no. He should have. He didn't even he get nominated. Have. It was Rob. What else has he been in? Because he was very recognizable. He was, yeah, he was. In, he's been in a ton of shit. Okay. I, I mean. I don't I think he was more like a character actor. He didn't really like star. In honestly, a lot of shit. I thought he was like in The Exorcist because of the outfit he was wearing. <laughs> well, he's a priest. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I was like, he's so familiar. But, like he was I, in all uh, you probably have never seen of him. And this is this will tie into what movie you're talking about. There was a whole series of movies in the '70s, Airport, and it yeah. was about something. Dang- it was like Airplane was a send up of the Airport movies. Oh, Airport. So Not like airplane. he was in a lot of those still. But anyway, okay. so I saw Airplane. Yeah, that was a spoof of that. Okay. That was the original spoof of that was the original scary movie oh. for airplane movies. So uh, Abdul goes back, gets the grenade, gets the gun, says, "This is a hijacking" because they they're in the air now. 
Yeah, and again, this is a, a fact from the actual hijacking. They hijacked it with grenades and pistols. It's good to know. I'm not trying to derail you there. I'm just trying to add some detail here. Some <laughs> butter on that bread, dude. <laughs> trying to every, add every some time you get a good joke going on, he's going to be like, remember, this really happened to someone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't, I don't want to step on your joke, but these are real people in real life. Oh, we're in oh, danger. Shit. So he he goes up to the German uh, stewardess and is like, "Hey, I want to talk to the the." Uh, Do not Google what she looks like now. <laughs> okay. Oh wow! <laughs> is that something you? Well, did? she had like giant old lady hair in the movie. She like. was like a weird like that Seinfeld episode of like in this lighting she looks all right. Look at how sexist I'm being. Oh. I didn't talk about George <laughs> Kennedy, who also looked great, by the way. Nice calm mm-hmm. over, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, if I was, you know. An altar boy, I guess. Are we talking about the stewardess? <laughs> it was an airport. The stewardess who, like, uh, does all the translating and everything? Yes. The one that, uh, what would you say? Well, we had a very tense moment. The German hero yeah. that I'm now calling ugly. I yeah. had the same yeah. thing with her because I was like, man, she's got a thing going here right. where she's got the gray hair, but it's like she's not old looking. And I was like, right. well, she had so you don't ever wanna, You don't ever want to meet your hot heroes. Yeah. It's like yeah. seeing what happened to the chick who seduces the captain from Beverly Hills Cop 2. With a car on the side of the road. <laughs> Whoa. I don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah. We'll cover, barely, next time you come on, we'll cover Beverly Hills. I've Cop, only so. seen Wait, the Are we part. talking about Brigitte Nielsen? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. She's looking pretty rough. Just had a kid, by the way. Oh. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Baby facts with so, Murray. <laughs> so we, we get another. Uh, yeah, my mom gets People magazine. Okay. So anyway. You have to flip through them. Well, you know, you're, you get. Got to get down. <laughs> 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 Hurry up, man! Plane hijacking. Let's go. Plane hijacking. <laughs> this really happened, man. This is really serious. This there is was, serious. There was a very tense. I'm getting. If you let me speak, I'm getting a very tense moment. He pulls the pin very sexily with his mouth. There's a lot of oral stuff going oh on. Oh my this god! Movie. Yeah. And he well, drops he's got it. his chest popping out. He's got that peck jelly on. <laughs> peck jelly I didn't even know. Jelly. I didn't even know it was invented yeah, at that yeah, time. Really, yeah, Anton Sergeyevich <laughs> actually invented it for this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, so anyway, they they so they they use that to get into the the uh, cockpit. I think he like like slaps some people. Well, around. he tells them, you know, we're gonna go to you know, you're flying where I'm telling you to fly now, and they're all taking us. Yeah, like you're taking us to Beirut is where he wants to go. Right. I and, what I really loved about uh, Abdul though, his pistol whips were so <laughs> convincing. Were they? Oh my god! If you don't remember them, I'm sorry. It's worth looking back on. If I knew again, is there like a montage on, on YouTube? If I, I knew how to, if I knew how to do this kind of shit the- or put the five minutes it'd probably take to learn how to do it i put a compilation of hit just as pistol with they were so convincing like just the enthusiasm <laughs> they get his face he's just like Argh! you can see the makeup pouring off him and the whites you know White showing through, through. It, it was amazing his pistol whips are great so the pilot he's like he just pushes the button little does abdul know it's a signals the airport hey we've been hijacked yeah so they're like Call fucking Delta Force. So they call the Pentagon. Then the Pentagon calls Delta Force. And then the news somehow picks that up. And then the news is running the well, story. Like, well, uh, Lee Marvin, he's like chilling in a bar, hitting on some broad with giant hair. Yeah. And he gets the phone call. Apparently, this like is that like his private bar? Because there's like a phone for him. Yeah. like, hey, it's for you. Pick it up. Back in those days, yeah. And they're like, hey, we need Delta Force. 
And he's like, I don't, I don't know if I can do it. Yeah. Scott McCoy isn't, isn't involved with it anymore. So they, they get, they get the news involved in that at some point, And then the news, uh, of course, hits Chuck. Interrupting his nice scrambled egg dinner he was having. <laughs> he's just eating scrambled egg. He's got like a horse Toss table Toss salad or and scrambled eggs. He thought it was dinner? It was nighttime. I thought it was early morning. <laughs> we get something looked, like before dawn. Yeah. Oh, shit. He could be, he could be. be uh, up before, you know. Well, was, he is a rancher, so he I probably. I thought it was he could pre-dawn. Be. I yeah. thought it was Sean getting ready to school for the year he saw it, watching Mark Krim on the news before the sun comes up. Yeah. Remember that guy on the news? Mark Krim, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. I, well, my pro- my, uh, my R- mistake. Me and you were going on an 80s trip. This guy. He's got I can't come along. Days. No, I'm he's not going to do all the guy who does the magic um, sighting commercials now or whatever, the windows. Anyway. Yeah, he's yeah. serious news Anyway. Man. I believe it. I think our buddy in, uh, who follows us in Malta has no idea what we're talking about right now. So... Uh, Chuck's like, God damn it, I'm out. I just, but they yeah. need me. So, Chuck's of course got to drop his fork in anger. Does Chuck even gonna... get called? He just shows up, right? No, he did. Pete calls him. Oh, Pete, which is hilarious. Right. Oh, he does. Yeah, no, Pete talks. He's talking to the what's the other guy without the mustache? Lee Marvin. The Globus. No, not oh. Lee Marvin. Steve James. Oh, Steve James. Bob, Bobby. Steve James. Bobby's his name. Okay, he's talking to Bobby. They gave him a name, Bobby. And he's like, Bobby. what are we waiting for? And he's like, I called McCoy. <laughs> We're waiting on him. And yeah. Marvin's like, he's not going to show up. And then all of a sudden he pulls up. Is he driving a Scout? <laughs> I don't know. It's I some... thought it was a Bronco. <laughs> I, wrote, I wrote it down as a Bronco. It was a manly car. Let's put it that way. So, of course, shit's getting real. Because well, it, that's what I love is like Lee Marvin. You're just told, allowed to show up. Yeah, like, so, you're just allowed to be well, like, yeah. I saw well, this thing on the news. Well, this is what, I, well, this is what I. Well, this is what I love. So Lee Marvin didn't know anything about this. Then he's just like, let's wait a little more. Like, like we got to get the fuck out of here. It's like five more minutes. People are dying. <laughs> we got to wait for Chuck to finish his eggs. So Chuck Whoa. pulls in, and they're like. Good to have you. You're reinstated. You're major now. They actually promoted this they guy promoted who like him. bailed on it, and they're like, and like everyone in the back goes, "Do you know who this guy is?" Liam yeah, Mason's like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> I've been working my ass off. I, I I I got my daughter back from France. <laughs> Whenever that movie took place, why yeah. aren't we giving me more time? And so they're like, the "Glad you could make it, McCoy." Yeah, you jump on the plane, and they're out of there. They're out of there, and so. You know, we see that uh, the terrorists kind of, like, you've got Abdul who's just fucking cold. You know, we got to get cut back to the hijacking. You know, you got Delta Force in swing, but they, they got to wait for the Pentagon to give them the word. Well, they're flying to Beirut right So they now, fly so, to yeah. Beirut to get a little closer, but they're still waiting for the word to go in. They right. know the hijackers are going to Beirut, thanks to our brave pilots and... Uh, Enrique. Right, so then we have this little uh, humanizing moment with Mustafa. Because we've got to humanize our... Te- Not a Golden Globus hey, thing to do. Before you get to the humanizing <laughs> Mustafa part, you should cover the fact that Tony Montagna... Abdul? Yeah. Yeah. And the guy that's trying to seem like a nice guy separated the Jewish passengers <laughs> from everyone else. Well, yeah, yeah, of course. Well, yeah, you're going to do that. <laughs> so well, yeah. This is, uh, and he makes the German stewardess. Yeah, I love it. She's yeah. like, uh, "Ixne on the atzi Um, I can't do that. And he's like, "Sure, you can." And she's like, "I'm gonna German." Uh, yeah, and he's like, like he's like, 
She's like, I can't tell. And he's like, you know the names. You can tell. Yeah. And so she and then, finally started. And like, look, I, uh, I don't want to, like, I don't want to put cast aspersions on Golan Globus because they are Israelis. But I did find it kind of funny that as soon as the hijacking happened, all the Jews start hiding their gold on there. I thought that was a little too, like, uh, like serious. Yeah. And then, well, one girl. I, see, I didn't take it. The, I took it that she was trying to hide the no, fact that she, she was Jewish. She yeah. hide. She hid the ring, but she also hid her earring. She pulled those off. Yeah, too. she had a she had a ring on that had like Hebrew writing. It was like a really thick ass ring, and it had like some Hebrew engravings on it. So and then she's like, she "Oh, uh, I have a tan line. Maybe they'll yeah, notice." I had a tan line. <laughs> like they would notice. So so yeah. so yeah, so they say we want all they then they want they wanted all their visas and that's how they found out who's Jewish. Or not. Passport, unfortunately, yeah. unfortunately, one guy who's actually and we we learned earlier when he had a conversation with the priest, he's really Russian Orthodox, but yeah, he has no. a Jewish sounding last name. They they're bonding over being from Chicago. Chicago, yeah, Hydrophil came in for a while. Said, "Hey there, what yeah, that dog?" Hydrophil. I, I, <laughs> I don't think he was born yet. <laughs> sure, he was. Okay. So, so he's, and he's like, it's got to be a mistake. I'm not a Jew. And they're like, sure, you're not. So they bring all the Jews into the first class. Yeah. And then George Kennedy, the Catholic, goes, well, I'm a Jew, too, just like Jesus. Yeah. Like, I stand with these people. And they're like, all right. Boss move. Yeah, that, we'll no, that was you boss. Like, but in with, the process of pulling up everyone's visas and passports to figure it out, they, uh, we also discover that three members of the United States military are in attendance on vacation, all dressed like Chuckles yep. from G.I. Joe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and just to let you know they're in the Navy, they have T-shirts that say United States Navy. You know what's even better is that uh, one of the goofs of this movie, uh, they reveal that the one guy's shirt says Navy Seals. <laughs> I thought that's what they were supposed to be. No, just Navy. Okay, just Navy. So the one guy was supposed to be in a higher, you know... Navy SEALs. Yeah, and so because yeah, they kid. don't they don't have it had to be. They don't have visas. They just have like a ID card for like the military. Yeah, that that was the thing. They're coming around and getting everybody's passport and they're like, We don't have passports, we just got these. We're in the Navy. So they get brought up too into the first class section. Yeah. And then Mustafa's like it's getting hot in there. So he takes off his tank top, starts ripping it up, ties them all up with the shreds. Yeah. We're like, uh oh, something bad's gonna happen. But then now can I get to Mustafa? This is a tender moment with Mustafa. Sure. Can we get? Can we where try to humanize these monsters? Yes. <laughs> where there's an adorable little girl, horrible child actor. She's like, I need my doll because she knows how hot right, yeah. cabbage patch cabbage dolls are. Hot. She's I, like, I don't give a fuck if we're hijacking. This is my shit. Yeah. I, and he goes, and Mustafa's like, you know, I also have a daughter at home, and thanks to you, American pig, she can't have a. Cabbage Patch doll. I do like how he instills that on her. Like, <laughs> thanks to your bullshit uh, ideals and way of living, your freedom, as they always want to paint terrorists, my life sucks because of it. He actually said, we hate you because of your freedom. He did. <laughs> I thought that was a modern point, but no. Yeah. They use it in this. That they, they actually, a lot of stuff back then, after 9-11, was quoted from Delta Force. Clearly. So, he, But he gives her her doll back, and it's like, oh, it's not so, that's sweet. And then they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, we want your Jewish dad up here. We're going to torture him for a while. Right. And then she's like, well, Dad, you can have my doll. So little doll nice. goes with Dad. Cute moment. So then what, do we go back? We, then it's just like another scene where they're in the plane, the Delta Force, chilling uh, out. This is where you get the, the they need gas. Yeah, they, you know. So they, they don't have enough gas to get to Beirut. 
They end up landing in Berlin. Yeah, you got to talk into Mike. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. So they got to get... <coughs> Joking! I'm dying, Murray! Take over! I'm dying! I'm, I'm looking at her notes. I'm they lost. Go, they go to Berlin, dude. Okay. So, this, so is the, that where the other... They all of a sudden get a whole new gang of terrorists to jump on board? Yeah, yeah, they land That's in... in Berlin? Yeah, they land no. in Berlin. They land in Beirut. Did I say Berlin? Yeah, you did. Yes, they don't land in Berlin. Took my breath away. Beirut. They Did I say Beirut? In, they land in Beirut. Beirut, Lebanon. Yeah, I meant Beirut. It's right okay. next door. Yes, they land. Sure. <laughs> I was right there. I know Geogamritchfree. Yeah, and then so then they, they, they don't they, they let on some like uh, soldiers with like hoods on their heads? Yeah. yeah. And, and our boy from the beginning, the sweat hog. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, they Jafar get, gets on. Yeah, they get you far out of like jail. Or, He's uh, straight out of Aladdin and out of that plane. Whole new world. That was whole not new world. a long interrogation if he was already able to hook <laughs> exactly. up with the other terrorists well, this, this was in the Beirut. 80s, man, it was the yeah. 80s. <laughs> TSA was just like, hey, man, get on the next flight. We're sorry to bother you. <laughs> you seem really suspicious <laughs> when you were like, I need Total misunderstanding. Yeah. The plane that got hijacked that you really wanted to He's be like, on. look, I swear I will not hijack <laughs> this plane. All right, you can go. Oh, shit. I didn't want to hijack the Just plane with check them. Check the bathroom. Do you see any grenades? <laughs> and they're like, no, we don't. Get on. I just really wanted to get to Beirut. I mean, not Beirut. Wherever the plane <laughs> was going. Get, they were going to Beirut. You're right. I don't not know if Berlin. the plane was I'm going only, there. The only, only one who wants to be in Berlin is that stewardess. But the, I, I meant that the plane was going elsewhere. and they hijacked It was going to America, it. wasn't it? I thought it was going away. Oh, yeah. It was going to Athens to America, and they hijacked it and took it to Beirut. Right. So Man, we're figuring out this movie <laughs> so, at the wrong time. <laughs> so, yeah, so they bring on these guys wearing hoods, and they, they the, so was the the ploy was they put the hoods on all the Jewish guys yes. and the American soldiers. By the way, I want to point out, for some reason, I guess one of the soldiers looked like somebody who maybe had slept with Abdul's wife. He just picks out one soldier and kicks the shit out of the yeah, guy. He just, and he's like, you, you're staying. You're, you're my whipping boy. I'm just going to whip your ass. So, I don't know why he was just. He didn't look at him the wrong way. I don't this know. This is also where they released the uh, the Jewish hostages. They took. But they don't release them. They like they. Well, they took. Uh, they they released the women and children. They no, 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 no. What I'm talking about is they took them off the plane. Right. They now, kept was, them hostage. The, was so the were they supposed to fake people out by like making him think the guys who came on the plane are leaving, but it was really the hostages, or we we knew they were hostages were getting taken. Look, off, this right? is a Golan Globus movie. I don't know what they're what they were going for. <laughs> Either way, all the Jewish uh, passengers, the all the Jewish, male Jewish passengers, and two of the Navy members were two, removed from the plane, and they were like, yeah, so they went, they were like, they took into a dungeon. In yeah, Beirut. we follow them to that weird like little uh, captive city that. Uh, whatever revolution group they were part of was holding hot, you know, the new world revolution, the new world revolution. Um, they were, they were holding that city captive. Uh, it was in Beirut that they eventually do free all the women and children. But this is, uh, the same part where we, we kind of see where their base is. So, I mean, now we kind of know what the Well, this is where we get unnecessarily convoluted and why this movie is two fucking hours long. We didn't need to, like, separate the hostages. For some reason, I don't know, maybe they need more action scenes. Did, did that part actually happen? What part? I didn't read that far into it. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> probably, okay. probably not. Probably not. That's right, because Uli saved everybody in that truck. Yeah, the only the one guy died. I have to imagine they sit like they got it worked out on the plane and not how <laughs> this movie 
eventually solved everything. Delta Force did help some, like, hijacking situation. I don't think it was this one, but I remember yeah. something about, like, the early 80s. Anyway, so then, okay, so then Chuck and them land, and then they're like, all right, we just got a message from the president. Go for it. Kill these motherfuckers. Well, first they're, like, waiting because they're like, yeah, because uh, our pussy president's like, ah, we might be able to negotiate. And, like, Chuck's like, we don't have fucking time to negotiate. I got to kill people. I'm here to kill people. So he's like, they're all disguised as people that work for like the airport. Chuck's got yeah. like a like a like a what do you call it? A jumpsuit on, yeah, like he's... a baggage claim guy, and they're all like in position, and and this and then they're like, all right, Abdul's like, release the women and children. Yep. So then they release them. They start giving back all the jewelry and everything for some reason. <laughs> yeah, and then there was. No, to he, humanize them. No, 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 no. Yeah. They're taking all the jewelry, but he notices that oh, Jewish ring. Oh, that's what it was. We did because the- <laughs> because a, a, a nun is like, I thought you guys are freedom fighters. Why are you like robbing people? Yeah, and he's like, yeah. fuck you. We don't need. We your went shit. the wrong way with this one, Sean. <laughs> so he does this really overtly uh, like oral sex type sexual thing. We licks the ring and then cans it back to her. I don't know what was up with that. I don't Ooh. remember where he got that ring from though, because he didn't well, take it off of they her. They collected them. And then he noticed that he saw the Hebrew lettering on it. Oh, okay. And he just saw her. I don't know. And like, this I mean, is your ring. You know why? Because he noticed her tan line on her finger. Yes, that's right. He's so yeah. got. He's Columbo. He's, he's observant, Columbo. man. He's Burt Reynolds and Columbo rolled into one. So Except they're without like, the lazy eyes. So he does a creepy licking of the ring and hands it back to her. Yeah. <laughs> he even lets uh, Uli go, who I can never remember her name in this fucking movie. Yeah, what's well, Ingrid, by the way? Ingrid. But uh, yeah, it's funny because like she's like taking care of the the one uh, army guy's getting the shit kicked out yeah. of him, and like literally as soon as she, you think like, she's like, no, I'm staying to take this. Kid. He's like, you can go, see ya, and then she just like bails on this. Guy. Oh man, you're selling her short. No, here. no, no, no. In a in a true action movie, she should have stayed and said, it's no. true, and they would have got married, exactly, and had kids. They wouldn't have got married. They would have just boned. If yeah. it's an eighty movie, if it's an eighties movie, we would have we would have been led to believe that they got, they, they would have boned while the plane was being hijacked, and uh, yeah, the Mile High Club. They would have made a joke. But they, about that would have ruined the movie because they would have discovered the grenade and the gun, and you wouldn't have a movie. Well, this would have happened after the gr- so like after the, while they're hijacking. It's like, hey, you got time for the Mile High Club? It's after we can sneak off. It's after she stood up for him and everything. They have a new bond. All right. Okay, well, why are we getting... We got enough movie to talk about. Let's not talk about our own movie. Look, there's barely any movie to talk about. So, we're no, burning... We're, we're, we're just getting into, like, a great action scene. We're burning and through this. this. Here's the thing that makes absolutely no sense. They're like, all right, it's a go. Wait, it's not a go. So instead, they have earpieces. They can communicate. But for some reason, Lee Marvin has to drive out on the tarmac it's to let Chuck know. They didn't know how... They thought there were only... However, like two terrorists. Yeah. And then one of the people who got free was like, oh, there's like 20 of them. Okay. Yep. And so Lee Marvin hightailed it. (laughs) Sirens blaring. Like the worst driver. I'm going to drive right in front of everybody to get shot. Like they don't go behind the truck that Chuck's hiding behind. They go right in front of it. This, I I, I choked around about the terrorists being like the, the A team. Because they had so many clear shots and they missed every well, they're, shot. They're like stormtroopers from Star Wars. Stormtroopers, yeah. it doesn't. You can pick so 18 many. Eighteen couldn't kill anybody. It was a TV show. Well, yeah. Okay, stormtroopers couldn't kill. They 
Never mind. I just hate the fact that you're comparing the A team, one of the most pro America teams. The A stands for America, by the I way. I wasn't with trying to say terrorists. the A team couldn't hit the broadside of the barnyard. I'm saying the people shooting the A team couldn't hit them. <laughs> okay. I love America and the A team. Uh, okay, I believe you. So <laughs> Abdul's like, hey, let's get the fuck out of here. So they take off, but not before Abdul does what only an evil terrorist would do. He goes, Get me that American pig soldier. Give me that Navy. And he grabs them. And they're, so they're like going down the tarmac. But he's got the door open. Shoots the dude in the head. Tosses his body. Great stunt dummy, Great by the way. Great stunt dummy. Falls down. Oh, it fell right on its head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if it didn't actually happen in real life, I would have fucking laughed my ass off. So, and then, and then, and then, and the real and then stu- Mustafa throws up a peace sign. Like, I love. Dude, that was ridiculous. <laughs> he's like, out of here. That was the one thing that really stood out. All three of us were like, the peace sign. What well, was the... Because it was, like, you get the headshot, then you get the dummy headshot <laughs> right into... And it wasn't like he just threw up some quick peace signs. It was like British invasion hanging out the plane, kicked up the yeah. two fingers. Like, he wanted everybody to know, we're all cool. I'm all about the peace. Yeah. Except for that guy that I just shot Did in the you hear face. about you know, the girl's doll I gave back? Yeah, I'm a good guy. I'm a good yeah, guy. Like, Don't snipe me. I'm all about the peace. Get Burt Reynolds. <laughs> Fuck Burt Reynolds. Oh, my God, that's so, so weird. So, of course, we get the scene where Chuck's like, what the fuck, Lee? Like, we were about to take them out. You can't. They have all these terrorists on board. They have more than we are expecting. <laughs> Lean in closer and touch my eyebrows. <laughs> it's the only way I can feel. So, <laughs> what? Where? You, if you know where things are going, go for it. It's where they bring they bring the um, Jewish hostages, the men, okay. to the little base camp, right? And that's where like the. Is it Greek Orthodox? Yes, he's a Greek Orthodox yeah. priest. And he well little do we know, he's also an Israeli spy. And he's got a little like ham radio thing in his, his confession box. So he goes in there, does a He wasn't really a spy, he was just an, a ham radio enthusiast. <laughs> Caught mm-hmm. it. He's like he's doing it like his prayers. Just trying but to spread his message. Obviously the prayers are like some kind of code he's sending to let the Israeli army know, hey, yeah. I know where these I've seen some suspicious suspicious they, activity. These guys are here. Not only is it suspicious, they got hostages now. One of them's Greek or Russian no. Orthodox. Yes, one I of can them, tell that. One of them is Russian Orthodox. <laughs> I can tell. But he told me his last name. And I said, <laughs> I looked down and noticed him, and he's Russian Orthodox. <laughs> well, shit, the Greek Orthodox, the Russian Orthodox, Greek Orthodox priests look basically the same. They have those long beards That's and all true. that shit. They did. So he knows. He can tell. It's like I saw that guy at church once. He's from Chicago. Right. He loves America. <laughs> and he wants to talk about America. So then they, they, they split up, right? So Chuck, oh, Chuck has to do recon. Him and Pete, right? Yeah. They send them to Beirut where, the, where they got the Jewish people yes. locked up. They send them in incognito. Now, I, I don't remember, like, what happens to the, the other passengers, passengers? Where do they get taken? Because when Abdul takes back off in the plane... Where does he go? He goes to back to Beirut, right? Because I know there's two, yeah. Because there's two separate places they're keeping the the hostages. There's the Jewish guys, and then there's yeah. everybody else, other the, the other men. Um, the other men were. I think they're in both Beirut. in Beirut. They're just in different sections of Beirut. Yeah. Okay. Like they let all the women and children off, so the plane was empty except for the pilots at this point. 
Right. So uh, yeah. So there. So the planes at the Beirut airport. Yes. And then we have we have our Jewish uh, hostages at one like a dungeon like compound, yes. and then we have the rest of the guys at another place. Yes. Okay. So we send in Pete and Chuck first to do some recon. They meet up with the the priest. Yeah. He's like, hey, there's this sewer line that goes right into this their compound. It and goes from like some large body of water, and then they just follow it, and it goes straight into their base. <laughs> like, right. oh, that's that's convenient. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Wow. And so, but then uh, Abdul, then he he like recognizes Chuck, right? And he's like, because like, Chuck, oh, you know, this is the brilliant ploy. Chuck sneaks into Beirut as a Canadian journalist. Mm. So what he does, he gets a safari jacket, he gets a camera, and he just walks right in. Yeah. And then there's that little great moment where Pete's belt buckle like goes off on the the metal detector. Yeah. And then he's like, "Where'd you get that? You gave it to me for Christmas or something like that." And he's like, "Great belt." <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah. I remember that. Was that, a little, that was a little one line. I don't remember them having any other connection than. We're the Delta Forces. I'm we're a couple of badasses, but I'm more badass than you. I don't remember. We're badasses that. that exchange Christmas gifts. <laughs> yeah, really. Right. Yes. They, he does have an infinity for Pete. I mean, he saved his life. Chuck's yeah. like when I was at that mall during Invasion USA, <laughs> <laughs> I picked up this belt buckle for you. I noticed I this. Thinking about right. you, Pete. I noticed this fell on the Pete back of my like, truck. Pete uh, is like little cute puppy of the Delta Force. We all just love him. Yeah. Pete's adorable. He really is. Nothing he's the bad mascot. Ever, nothing bad could ever happen to Pete. We know he's going to be safe. <laughs> yes. He, he's just he's he's a puppy. You wouldn't kill a puppy in a movie. So, well, I think what happens is, because I can barely remember this movie, um, Abdul like, noticed, because Abdul's got, like, yeah, I think he has a sixth sense of samurai, because he noticed something's up with that Greek Orthodox priest. So he follows him, <laughs> sees, finds the ham radio, goes... All right, we're on to you. Takes yeah. him out, picks, takes him out to a balcony, throws him right off the balcony, and right in front of Pete and Chuck. And they're they're in uh, the Greek priest, Greek priest, uh, in his van. So they're just staking it out. It's a nice like teenage mutant ninja turtle van. Yeah, it is. And the uh, the priest comes out and he's like, "Go, go, get out of here!" <laughs> so we get a car chase in this movie because there's got to be a car Fuck chase. Yeah. So they're you know Pete's like, "What do I do?" And Chuck's just like. <laughs> Drive. I got an Uzi that shoots 5,000 bullets a clip. Yeah. I mean, it was a sweet chase. And you guys know you wanted to hang out the side of a van well, shooting you, an Uzi. You know what made it sweet? So. Fucking theme song was playing through oh, the whole yeah. thing. <laughs> All the music. There's so much serious tone for this movie. There is not serious music in any of it. It's- Anytime Chuck Norris is on screen, it's not serious. It's like- <laughs> but he isn't on screen for like the hijacking. And it's like... Freeze! This is a stick. This is a hijacking. It's like boom, 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 boom. It's not good hijacking music. Well, I, I like I, we, we always have this theory that when once Golan like are over the top, also directed by Golan. Once he pays money for a song, yeah. he gets his money's worth. He's, out. Get He's his like, money's I'm gonna worth. play this shit five million. Don't fucking times. tell me it doesn't fit the tone of the scene. I'm using <laughs> it. <laughs> I will make it fit. <laughs> well, didn't you have a story about how? Uh, he was like, some guy like an assistant director was like, what the fuck? Like, what do you yeah. do? Tone it down a little. He's like, don't tell me how to make my art. Well, thank you. Uh, he, you know, this movie's based on a serious topic, and he was obsessed with it, and he really wanted to do a story. And 
obviously today we have our American snipers and any tragedy. What was the what was the Forrest Gump guy? Tom something. Lieutenant Dan. Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> I don't know what you're going. I was thinking. Of, I was thinking of the boat Save hijacking Private movie. Ryan? Oh, oh, I don't know what that's called. I know oh, you're talking Captain about Captain Phillips or something. Yeah, like Captain that? Phillips. Yeah, that could be wrong. Captain no Kirk. I don't know. Captain Phillips sounds right. I think people will get it. But it's like anytime we have one of these like tragedies, it's like we make a movie three months later, and Golden Globe started that with this movie. We had a tragedy. Can you imagine how awesome Captain Phillips would be with this theme song playing? Thank you. <laughs> I'm All the I... captain now. Dun, 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 dun. Exactly. See, you even know what it is. I'm the captain now. That was the big fucking line That's from it. That's all I know from that movie. Who would have delivered it, though? <laughs> Apparently, it would have been a guy in white face <laughs> or black face. It would have been Steve James if he was, <laughs> if he was still with us. Steve James is too muscular, though. Well, he's a, he, could, he could lose it for the... He could do like a Christian Bale thing and... <laughs> you can do anything. But anyway, anyway getting back his, to the movie. His, his editor basically yeah. told him, tone it the fuck down. <laughs> he's like, you can fuck right off. And then he just blared you that music. You know who mu- I am. He blared that music. It's like, get the fuck out. <laughs> he's like, I can't hear you. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> so, so Chuck fucks up a lot of people with the, with the car chase. Gets away. Him and Pete get away. He, he then, they, and then while he's doing that, Bobby and Lee Marvin are getting gearing up. Yeah. And they're on a boat. They're all on the boat. So, like, they go and meet up with the Delta Force. Like, they hit the coast. They're getting ready. Was like, <laughs> they're in all black. And they, the last thing they do yes. is they slap on <laughs> yes. United States flags on yeah. the side of their arms that are bright and huge. You got to be proud and, of where you're from, bro. Um, It's not <laughs> only the flag. They put the flag on backwards. Nice. Okay. They also, they're in all black. It's night mission. Okay. Makes sense. All black. The white rope. They throw on bright ass white rope. And then Steve James and Chuck join the scuba squad. And they're in like black with giant yellow, (laughs) yellow oxygen tanks. Yellow, well, like they're in a sewer, like line, so they're not going to be seen. They weren't for most of it. I okay. I don't know. All I know is I love the fact that they show up with that big uh, boat, and like they got their doom buggies, got their motorbikes yep. that come out, and so they're like, "All right, we're going to set up the the rescue thing." The rescue thing. <laughs> I don't know. And so this is where I can't remember. I think this. Yes. No, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't know who they're rescuing at this time. Are they rescuing the Jewish people or the rest of the hijack hijack people? Who are the Jewish people? (laughs) The Jewish people are the people in the dungeon. The rest of the males are in the other room. So I believe they are splitting up. They're in this. Okay. Yeah, they're in the final assault. It just lasts for a really long time. They're in like the same building. They're just in. You're different. absolutely right. Yeah. If so this we're the terrorist compound. We would be the Jewish people in the dungeon, and the other hostages would be okay. <laughs> somewhere over there. Somewhere. So over they. There. Yeah. Okay. I think they, they. Yeah. They send. I think Butch was the characters. They send him off to get the Jewish characters. 
Chuck is going to get the rest of the Yeah, people. yeah. So they, they sneak in. Fortunately, I don't know, must tapping into his samurai six sense, Chuck knows exactly, because they're in the floor, like in the basement of the building, and yeah. Chuck knows exactly where people are situated in the floor above. So oh, he yeah. puts this, like, explosive shit, like a circle around there, because they, they, they have this contraption with them. It's like a platform with, like, ladders on it they brought with them. So they can get up there in the ceiling, and they put this, like, like C4 shit all over it. Blow it! Explodes! Jump in! Dun, 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 yeah. And they just start killing every motherfucker. But yeah. previously, and this is how I, want, this, I wanted to get into this. This is uh, what I was talking about earlier. Right before the scene happens, another we, Mustafa, we get another tender side. He's like, look, I know it's not you people. It's your government that I'm upset with. Yeah. You know, it's just, you know, it's not your fault. So we're like, oh, maybe Mustafa's not so bad after all. I mean, he did just. Pistol whipped the shit out of me, but he yeah. has reasons. He does. He does tell the one guy. He, it's t- it's uh, it's your White House we're after, and I'll get there myself. I will land a plane on the front lawn. Now, are you ready for me to blow your mind, please? Because he says I've got people over there. You know who those people are? Rostov's army from Invasion USA. It's a tie-in, bro. You said you were going to blow my mind earlier. You just blew my mind. <laughs> yes. That's, I mean, they were. Fuck cute. Marvel Comics. Golden Globus was, they had a whole world where they were like. And you know what? They didn't go out of their way to tell. I'm sorry, Sean. They didn't go out of their, <laughs> their way to tell everybody, here's the Marvel Universe, the Golden Globus Universe. They just fucking, here's, here's a nice little movie for you. So that's what I'm going to. Th- I'm going to say that's what happened. He he. They have ties to Rostov's army from Invasion USA. Because it would have happened at the same time. But because this movie is set in 1985, and Invasion USA is set in 1985. Mm. Think on that. Oof. So how do we have two Chucks then? That's there, what I was just what? thinking. They were twins separated at birth. It was his brother. One of them no, was they his had different brother. names. One's Mike Scott- Murdoch. Mike Murdoch. <laughs> it's Scott McCoy and Matt Honor. Anyway, getting back to the action. So we're finally getting some action. We've been bored out of our fucking mind with all this hostage shit. Seriously, it's been, what, an hour and 45 yeah. minutes and Chuck yeah. Norris has not kicked a single motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. but they, they make up for it. with like The last half hour of this movie is great. I'll say right. that much. I want to say... It's the anti-stripes. <laughs> yes. Exactly. It's the anti-stripes. We're Perfect. slowly getting to it, but like this whole time, like the Delta Force have been preparing to... Uh, Break up, you know, a hostage situation on an airplane. They had that scene where, like, they're preparing for a hostage situation on a plane, which was the boringest <laughs> scene ever. Like, them training for it. 20 seconds. I can do it in 10. Yeah. And was the music playing? No, oh, of course. it wasn't. It wasn't? No, that's why it sucked. Oh, that's yeah, why it sucked. Yeah, I was sucked. about to say, if you do a training montage, you need the music. Dude, so. Did they have a montage in this? I don't think they there did. was like a slight, like very quick training montage with the other guys, not Chuck, but like Bobby and all those guys. But it's not worth mentioning. Okay, so Chuck's in the building, just fucking everybody up. Mustafa, the bitch that he is, was hiding underneath a bed. But Chuck tapping into that samurai six sense, he's like, "I know you're under that bed." Uh... Pulls up the mattress, sleep tight, sucker. Boom! Just blows the fucker away. Now this is up for debate. Was that a good delivery? No, he's never. Chuck's never been good at delivering lines. He's better than uh, Steven Seagal, but so it's not up for debate. That was a bad delivery. Yes. Your opinion, John? I'll agree. Okay. <laughs> okay. So then, outside, 
fucking Delta Force with their fucking motorcycles with the, the fucking rockets on them. They're, it's like... How many rockets could those motorcycles carry? A million. The, it I, was a ridiculous amount. You know, well, they had front rockets and rear rockets. Yeah. When so I, they had at least four. For killing me. <laughs> yes. When I counted it, it was... <laughs> rear rockets are killing me. I'm sorry. <laughs> when I counted it, it was four, but it seemed like... Like the Uzis, it was just like... Yeah, it was like a video game. It was just like... no, like, impeccable aim for just kind of tilting the bike one yeah, way and not, launching a rocket dude, straight into a guy. They're the Delta Force. Okay? Well, you said Chuck had a Samurai 6 sense for noticing people. He had a Samurai 7 sense for guiding <laughs> rockets. But I also want you to know that Suzuki built those bikes whoa they're not even driving american bikes suzuki built those bikes for golden and globus for this movie those were real bikes built well all i got to say is and this shows the brilliance of monocum golden he made war look fucking fun as shit it was like a fucking everyone's doing popping wheelies it was like gi joe i love yeah yeah (laughs) dune buggies all we needed was people shooting red lasers and missing each other everybody was missing That was the until that really is the best way to put it is they were making a whole joke of it. They're running around killing people. The theme no. song is blasting. Yeah. We're all like, "Fuck!" I was yeah. actually surprised at one point when one of the dune buggies like did a jump and someone was shooting a bazooka that like Steve James wasn't just holding a jukebox, <laughs> like holding a boombox over his head, blaring the theme song. I, oh, that would have well. been so damn good. Like, they didn't take it seriously. They were running around like... Yeah, it was like fun. Yeah. I wanted to be in there it just killing. like a racetrack at one point of them just chasing terrorists down. Yeah. like And they're like, and like every terrorist is getting killed. Not one of the, the Delta Force, they're the crack squad. Not one of those guys is getting All killed. All of the terrorists were just like... We have nothing to live for. We'll die for this cause. We don't care. We don't fear death. <laughs> and yet when the Delta Force well, shows up with their Uzis and their right. white robes and their black outfits. This guy immediately like, bitches out, calls up his buddy like, Delta Force is here. There are thousands of them. Oh, my God. And Chuck hears it. <laughs> He's just listening to the guy listening to it. Yeah. yeah trying to negotiate with him. American. Yeah. We, we want to negotiate. And what he say? Like, he has a one-liner, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. It's just basically like, well, talk, talk to the ooze. <laughs> I don't think you said that. Well, I know, but you didn't come up with anything, so fuck you. So, but he does shoot. He does the I really ooze. want to see a director's cut with this now with Griffin. Yeah. <laughs> he, he does talk to, the ooze. talk to the ooze. Blows away the radio. Meanwhile, Butch, I think I'm going to say his name's Butch, he's at the other place where the Jewish people are all capped of. But they're they're not there. They're not there. But a, a newspaper replaced them. <laughs> We're talking about the Jewish people, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, I got that wrong. I was thinking of the Navy people. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're with the Navy. The Navy people are with the Jewish people. They were just given the newspaper to show that their friends oh, killed okay. to taunt them further. Yeah, I just remember the newspaper part. And he also shoots the radio because he's pissed off. Go ahead and guess which one is Chuck's brother when they have uh, the two Navy people sitting there. Uh, I don't know. Well, there's only a white guy and a black guy. <laughs> yeah. Seven, so the black guy. Yeah, obviously. Chuck comes from, you know, black family. Now, there are, so the hostages are gone, but I think there's still some, some terrorists left. <laughs> because Butch does a sweet-ass, like, Uzi blowjob interrogation. He's like, open your mouth. And puts the Uzi in this dude's mouth. Yeah. And they suck on it. Lick it. They're so good at that. It's Thank hot. You. And then the guy bitches out and tells them where the 
everything. Yeah. These terrorists are so bad at being terrorists. Well, they're because they're cowards, Griff. Yeah. That's why they're terrorists. That's why they're terrorists. I thought they would be better. Based on what all the news tells me, terrorists are better than this. So I don't know who to believe now. Do I believe Golan Globus? Always believe Golan Globus. They'll never believe Golan Globus. Okay. So, so we're back. I'm at this point. I'm really bummed out. Steve James. He's really. He's taking this away. He's got this. Steve James is not getting his due. He's he not, really isn't. He's doing nothing. Underutilized. To, as Completely. Always, they're just scared of the power. Like I wanted to say that Golan got. I'm sorry. Golan got caught up in his own like uh, image and forgot. That anybody else existed, but that's no excuse. You got Steve James on set, so he's like, you know what? I'm I got Steve James on set. I got to do something with this guy. He should have so been like, on Chuck, the motorcycle. Come here, I got an idea. <laughs> you come up with one of the greatest scenes ever in this movie. Yeah, this scene was dope. this time. So the guy that was like, we want to negotiate. His him and his army show up at the cop. Like, everyone's been fucking murdered. Oh, we forgot that like Chuck did this great scene where he's up on a balcony and like Lee Marvin's like, get your ass down here. And then fortunately, there's a zip line that just happens to be there. So he's like, all right, I got you. Sliding out, Uzi firing everywhere, killing everybody. Can I just point out real quick the kill count (laughs) at this point of the movie? Delta Force. Zero. That would be be death count then. Oh, yeah. count is. Yeah, yeah. Right. I was going the other way around. So, uh, what did you say? <laughs> uh, the death count for Delta Force of terrorists killed is three thousand two hundred and twenty. Thank you. You get a made up that number. That's a terrorist made up number. death toll zero. <laughs> yeah, death count. Yeah, I got that backwards. So I bag, got it backwards when I was writing. So the bad over. guys show up by themselves. Chuck and Steve are standing there. Giant ass fucking bazookas. This is probably the client. This is for me. No. Is the best part of the movie. Th- this was where the credit should have rolled. This was the first Lord of the Rings ending. <laughs> yeah, yes, <laughs> exactly. This is where they they tipped every other movie currently on to like you can have an ending after the ending. Right. So <laughs> <laughs> so so it's like dual bazooka shot. They just blow the fuck out of these guys that show it's up. Beautiful. Just those two by themselves. We don't, it's like Delta Force, we don't need you anymore. We'll handle the rest. So they blow them up. It's okay. Chuck's like, this movie's boring. I got to end this movie. Give me a fucking bike. Let's, let me do my shit. Dude. I'm going to get those hostages. Brother Chuck has never looked so good. So, so he uses, once he taps into the nine powers of the ninja, yeah. somehow gets ahead of Abdul and the terrorists because he's waiting for a beautiful scene where he's on the hill right with the sun, the silhouette, and the sun is, like, shining out. Is this, is, is this when, because uh, Abdul was still on the plane, right? No, Abdul got off. The plane is at the airport right now. Abdul is, was, like, he was at the compound where the Jewish people were. Well, they were out. chasing down the airplane, though. No, no, no! You're getting ahead of yourself. Oh, there's a okay. whole, there's a whole scene. We got this is Abdul's final scene. Okay. So Chuck gets ahead of Abdul. He's like chilling on his fucking bike. Got got the back end like pointed toward Abdul. Abdul's like, fuck, fuck this guy. Let's run him over. Yeah. I don't think so. Boom. Shoots a fucking ass rocket. Blows up the motherfuckers. And they're like, turn around. And Chuck goes, I don't think so. Goes around the other side. Blows those motherfuckers up. <laughs> So Abdul, like the bitchy, he's bitching out. He's like, ah! You know, so he takes off. There happens to be a house there that where they're at. So he just hides in this house. 
Oh. The theme song's blasting again. We're having a great time. <laughs> They're just killing everybody. Chuck's terrorizing him. He's Dude. learned something yeah, from here. All this is going on, the rest of Delta Force <laughs> is still murking motherfuckers <laughs> left and right. Oh, my God. Like they have not stopped. Everyone is dying. Yeah. And yeah, music blaring. Chuck is like, uh, so they, uh, the hostages are in a truck. Chuck's like, I got this. So he jumps on the truck, does an Indiana Jones, climbs up there. He's fighting this guy. One of the, the Navy guys is like, hey, need some help? Because he like climbed out and he's like, take the wheel. And then the guy t- takes the wheel. Chuck flies off with the driver, kills him, sees that bitch Abdul running into this building. Time to get fucked up, Abdul. Yeah. He starts fucking with him. He's like, he's got a cat. He's a, he, Chuck is the cat, and he's got, his, he's got a mouse. And he's just well, stalking him. No, no, no. The guy, Don't so Ab- Abdul is... No, me. Fuck you. So, guy, so <laughs> Abdul is hiding like a bitch <laughs> yeah. in the house. And All he hears is like the motorcycle like circling yeah. around. He's Mind fucking games. with them. Oh, yeah. Mind. You got you to play with these guys. This cat does. So... Great scene, Chuck's brother. What's his, what's his brother's name, by the way? I forget. Ted. Ted. Ch- Ted Norris. Ted Norris <laughs> rides right in a window on the fucking yeah, bike. Book. <laughs> gets off as you know, totally punks out Abdul. Abdul gets no punches in. He just beats the shit out of Abdul. Yeah, Abdul. For all of his Burt Reynolds sleekness, like he had no. Street street cred to him. He couldn't fight for shit. Right. He was all. He was just hiding behind a gun. I mean, even even uh, the bandit could do uh, like a moonsault and a roundhouse kick and you know oh, some good I elbow drops. I, don't know. I haven't seen Smoking the Bandit in a while. Did he do a roundhouse kick in there? Yeah, two. Okay. Yeah, I trust you. He did one off the hood of uh, the car that they drove around the uh, so General Lee. Never seen it. It's yeah. a, you never seen Smoking the Bandit? No. Nope. Well, that's awful. Don't so worry. I, saw I it indoctrinated with. Well, yeah, you, you can't. It's, it's, you can't, can't go back. Yeah. It's like I don't. I don't think Burt Reynolds was always a villain to me after this movie. I I don't blame you, because he fucking dressed <laughs> up it. just he like you get Burt Reynolds. Poor Robert Forster. Like uh, when I saw this, I was like, "That's Burt Reynolds' mustache." Sorry, cowboy hat. So, had it all. Getting back to the movie. Chuck is just... Please get back to the movie. He's cat and mouse in the fuck out of Abdul. He's beating the shit up. Almost like he's like, I'm, just, I'm not even going to kill you. You're so disgustingly pathetic. Dude, he gives him one kick to the face that I felt. Yeah. Like, there was... I think he missed a couple... Th- he, was, he wasn't holding back. Probably must not. Have gotten a beef at the craft table earlier in that day. And like, was like, you take the last pastrami on rye. <laughs> like, I'm gonna kick the shit out of your face, dude. He's like, I know Burt Reynolds. You're no Burt Reynolds. Like, <laughs> like I mentioned, this, like the whole uh, uh, cast was just upset because of how hot and shitty conditions were for this movie, and Golem's running around just being like. Go fuck yourself. We're <laughs> shooting this movie. He's got, like a boy fanning him. And what happened with those <laughs> harsh conditions? You got this fantastic film. Perhaps exactly, these days we, made, we need to make some hey. actors a little bit more uncomfortable. If Sean. Chuck had had some air-conditioned trailer, <laughs> he'd be pussing out like 2017 Bruce Willis. Sean. I threw my some soft PG-13. Pressure creates diamonds, buddy. I, 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 threw my fun knows what's up. <laughs> I threw my fun facts away, but some guy said <laughs> Golan was the best... Okay, one of the best directors he ever worked on. That was an Emmy-nominated man. He only worked with Ed Wood. That was the only other director he's ever worked <laughs> with. He's like, he's the best. 
So like a bitch, Abdul tries to get back in his car. Doesn't, doesn't Chuck just like try to kick out a window? Like he like jumps out of a window yeah. and like kicks him. Dude, that was the. I think it's in the car is when he kicks him in the face. And he thinks he's pretty much got him down. Yeah. Well, he does. He does a sweet like Seagal like move where he slams the guy's arm in the oh, car door. That's when he when he came out of the when he came out of the window. Right. He like kicked he, the door yeah. closed on the guy's arm, <laughs> right. and it was so 1980s because you saw the bone break. <laughs> yes. You heard it. The yes. arm flailed. It looked kind of fake, but real enough that you. Oh rinsed. my god. Right. Like, there is three things that really convinced me in this movie. And that wasn't my burp. Um, okay, that wasn't a burp either. Uh, and it was the pistol whipping, Steve James, Chuck Norris, double rocket launcher, and then that kick through the fucking window, closes the door on his arm, <laughs> the arm snaps, you get it wiggling around. That was amazing. And then he's like, fuck you, and walks away. And then Abdul thinks he's going to get away again. So Abdul gets in the car. Yeah. And he, you know, he's like, he's got a gun. Chuck just... Chuck walks back through the window, gets on his motorcycle, drives out of the house, Not parks away. Cat to a mouse. Looks back. He's fucking with him. Fucking Abdul's like, his arm's broken. He's trying to grab a gun. Not going to happen, but Not going to happen, Not going to happen. And Chuck just hits him with a butt rocket, blows up the car. <laughs> so his rockets just get refilled at this point because video game logic. <laughs> yes. He just goes back out there. He's got full. He drove ammo. over another like pixelated like <laughs> rocket thing, picked it up, and then he's loaded again. Right. He found a rocket, drove over, it, and it just happened to load itself up into. So they're all right. Itself. We got all the hostages. Now we got to get on the plane. So they're like, and I thought this was very uh, distasteful too. No, never mind the whole Jewish people hiding gold. They had to have Steve <laughs> James running through a cotton field too. No. <laughs> But anyway, uh, I'll ignore that. You know what? They had a nice uh, fence cutting montage because they were like, they're like, because they're like, we got to sneak on the plane. Yeah. I love how every plan's like, we got to sneak, and then they're like, in the middle of it, like, fuck it, they start shooting everywhere. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> we're supposed to be stealth on this mission. Also, Uzis. <laughs> so they're like trying to sneak up on the plane because at this point, only Jafar and like one other guy are there. Yeah. So, so I think somebody gets like, I think. Lee Marvin throws a dagger at somebody or something, like kills the one of the guys. Yeah, and then they're like, "Get Jafar! Like whoever's in there, who's left on there? Like we only have one guy in the crew." Yeah, and Jafar like, comes down with a t- with uh, a hostage. No, Jafar just comes out and he gets shot in the head like immediately. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I thought he came. Out they with faked a him out. They were like, "Hey, use the radio comms. Everything's cool." Oh shit! I so. love the. I'm sorry. I love the the fence snipping scene when I was watching it today. The sound effects for the fence snipping were 94 seconds long and very loud. So I was like, what is happening in this movie? Because I was like cleaning up for all this shit. And I turn around and I was like, oh my God, they're cutting the fence. Bam! 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 The music and they're just like, chunk, 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 chunk. Steve James. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they get on the plane. They get all the hostages. They're like, fuck yeah, let's get out of here. Like, I love Lee Marvin's always ready to leave Chuck. Mm-hmm. He's just like, let's get the fuck out of here. They're like, well, wait, what about fucking McCoy? He's always like, fuck him. We got to go. Wow. So they're like, they start taking off. And they're like, oh, shit, there's some cars with machine guns coming toward us. That ain't going to work because guess who's back? Chuck. Right. Chuck comes in to the rescue, uses the machine gun because he has limitless bullets on his uh, motorcycle, matter. too. Bullets kills up. those guys. He's, he taps into the Matrix. 
Exactly. And so they're like, we don't have time to stop or anything. Just pull a rag out there and he'll, he'll grab it. So then this is another great, this actually was a great stunt scene with Chuck's brother where Chuck's he's like brother. driving the motorcycle right alongside the, the uh, plane, grabs the rag they have out there, pulls him in. Little like, hey, you're late as usual. <laughs> you yeah, know. just. Chuck, I also want to point out, Chuck, cool as a cucumber. Steve James sweating like a motherfucker at this time. I don't know what Steve <laughs> James is doing. He's like drenched in sweat. Chuck, totally cool. Well, he's probably been riding a motorcycle around while Steve James been holed up in the plane waiting to shoot this scene. Chuck's brother's hanging out in his dressing room doing drugs and banging ladies. So, like. They're like getting ready. So they're like, "Fuck!" They just take off. And they're in the air, and then it's 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 bud time. They break out some Budweisers. Everybody's like having a good old bud time. I'm, uh, except for one person. Uh, thank you. I, I did like the bud scene though. When they go around, hey guys, we got the buds for everybody. It's like where the buds come from. Well, they had them in the the, the yeah. Plane. I guess planes do carry alcoholic beverages. Yeah, they're huh. probably warm as shit though. I mean, they're. I'd have to imagine right. that plane's I mean, not hasn't been that on. beer tasted like freedom, so they were <laughs> yeah. all about it. Yeah, it's they all, were they were just American beer of all. Exactly, they were just like I need a little taste of freedom right about now. And they had it, mm. except for Pete. Oh, poor, poor Pete got Pete. shot somewhere along the line. Oh, I don't remember. During the big it. assault, he was the one Delta Force oh. guy. Which I have to admit really sucked. Like you oh. open the movie with him, because then it's like, well, how bad is Pete? He's the guy who gets trapped in the helicopter. Yeah. yeah. Then he's, he gets he's the pa- He's the Pavel of Delta Force. No. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm just saying, we, hey, we love, we, hey, cause we love Pavel as much as but we would, love Pete. But we would all go back for Pavel. Well, yeah, because we're all Chuck Norris. Yeah. I'd like to believe I'm Chuck's brother. I want to do the stunts. Okay, you can be Chuck's brother. Yeah. I want to be Chuck's bodyguard. <laughs> I'm, so you're Chuck. I'm Lee Marvin's eyebrows. <laughs> So, <laughs> Pete has enough in him to just go, did we get him? You know, whatever. And he's like, yeah, we did we it, buddy. And then he just dies. Chuck closes his eyelids for him, kisses his sweet, sweaty forehead, puts a little bud in his hand. And then they just fly back to, I don't know, somewhere. The U.S. The U.S. And then they, they, they? they deboard the plane. And it's this great moment because you get this huge emotional, like you get all of the hostages being reunited with their families. Yep. Right? And everybody's, the news is loving it. People are cheering. Was the Cabbage Patch doll reunited with the girl? She had it. Yeah. The dad comes back with the Cabbage Patch. And then it cuts to, you see out of the other side of the plane, no one's paying attention, is the Delta Force guys carrying Pete's body. Oh, yeah. To their plane. Right. Because, like, yeah. We did it for you, but right. at what cost? Exactly, because we don't. Nobody's cheering for Pete except for Delta Force. They're keeping it in like fucking men. And then they just <laughs> they they board the Delta uh, Delta Force plane. And it's like on to another mission. It's just another day at the office to these guys. Gotta get back in time for Christmas. <laughs> gotta I gotta go belt buckle shit. Right? right? Yeah. Now. Let's give the final death tally here. Somebody do it because I apparently can't read the numbers right. Delta Force removed 8,643 terrorists from the world. Mm. Yes. All the terrorists removed only one Delta Force member. And his name was Pete. And they got lucky. 
Without and they one. got lucky. He died of natural causes, actually. <laughs> it was friendly fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he got some shrapnel from one of those rockets. <laughs> what like one of the terrorists was like, one of the other guys shot him. That's actually how they set up the the prequel or the sequel to this movie is uh, Chuck's feeling so bad about the shrapnel from his rocket killing Pete that he's like, I, I got I to gotta quit, Lee. Lee Marvin, who I found out had severe IBS during this movie. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, that was a fact that they brought. And he up. died like right after this movie, right? Yeah, because he looked like he looked like he was a hundred pounds. He looked like shit. Yeah, like he had to take his shit. As well, apparently, <laughs> yeah, he, he was severely dehydrated. Yeah, from shitting all the time I and being in a hot. Place. I can't imagine being in a hundred degree weather on an airplane all day. Having to shit yourself the whole time with eyebrows. That did he, he died of IBS. <laughs> yeah, sure. How did? Who would write that as a fact? Where did you get that? I didn't say he died of IBS. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. How do you know he had IBS? How was that even like? They brought it up because it was a big deal. Because he died shortly after this movie. They were they talked about how he was suffering with some severe <laughs> IBS syndrome. Kills you. I didn't say it killed him. Well, you said he was suffering and he died right Where did after. they film the movie again? Israel. Israel. I think, yeah. You heard of all soldiers. He has a bad hummus. Plus Israel. <laughs> Plus being 113 years old. Yes. Plus having eyebrows Even that weighed Bronson his head down. Even Chuck Bronson was calling him old man. Why? <laughs> yeah, Chuck Bronson was probably so calling him. So this was his last film? Yeah. Well, he he did what God put him on the earth to do. <laughs> that was starting Delta for us. Does the uh, does anyone has anyone well have either of you watched the actual sequels? I have the sequel because Tim got it for me for my birthday, yes. but I have oh. not watched it because I've, I wanted to rewatch. The I've first. seen a little bit of it, and it's it's Golden Globus Theater worthy of talking about. So oh, is it? Yes, it's so got some. We'll have to put it in the docket. <laughs> we might have to bring our. Are you willing to do? Well, I don't know. Delta Force it depends on whether or not I can talk into the microphone. You're doing a wait, pretty wait. good job right it now. It also depends on the reception of this. this yeah, that's true. Episode. This could be the end of our friendship. <laughs> yes. I don't know if I really no pressure. stuck the landing. No pressure. All right. I don't know if I really Chuck Norris karate kicked this to the face. But you yeah. know what, Sean? I think you have no problem. Cause I'm, I can't believe I've almost forgot this, but you're no stranger to podcasts. You are... Uh, how many pod... You d- I think we mentioned this a way long time ago. You were the co-host of a podcast about X-Men comics, right? That's right. The Great Expectations podcast. With? Jerry McDade. And you were, how many episodes did you do? Like 48, maybe 50. We got to do at least 50. Yeah, we got to top that. And you guys are pretty popular. You guys, uh, for my money, they were the best X-Men podcast. From what I can tell, you guys even had annuals. We were pretty good. You were better than Rachel and Miles. That's right. Ratchet and Vile. Ratchet and Vile. <laughs> Is that how you guys knew them? <laughs> and uh, I don't know. I loved... I didn't care for you guys so much, but I loved your Baron Strucker character <laughs> that would come on. He was great. Are, are you still in touch with that guy? Uh, occasionally. He uh, he got, you know, uh, Marvel put him in a movie, so he got a little big for a his little britches. Too, well, that that you sounds know, uh, like the Baron you know, would do that. Uh, um do you think you could put a good word in for us? Maybe we could, you know, get him on the show. I think that might be allowed. I'd have to talk to our lawyer. I know he's very temperamental, but I would really appreciate that. Now, is is it available still? Can people hear this podcast? I believe so. Is there? A, you you know how people could listen to this if they wanted to? I think they can go to iTunes and look up Greta. I think Jerry put it back up recently. 
I think you re-uploaded it. And it's great. E- it's expectations. It's, yeah, it's uh, great. X dash pectations. Very clever. Uh, and I would highly recommend it. If you're an X-Men fan, I would check it out. Especially the Baron Strucker episodes. Those were mwah, They were great. Nice. And then you had other great guests. Alan, he was a great guest. Alan was a great guest. So we had Mike Mullins on an episode. You did, too. Back yeah. from the uh, Masters of the Universe episode. I mm. think that was a... Uh, that was a Baron episode too, wasn't it? Was it? I think it was. I can't remember that. I, I, only, li- I only listened to the Baron episodes, mm-hmm. and I remember Mike. So I think you're you're onto something there. That's the way to go. But I, don't, I just wanted to get that. Are in. we ramping it up? Well, we just finished the movie, so yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, do you want to say anything else? No, we got I'm plenty of time for last comments. If you yeah, like do you want to do you want to shit on Chuck one last time before we no. talk about next week's episode? We're gonna give know. you a second chance. You're gonna do Delta You're already Force, telling too. me that I need a second chance. What a fill a guy with confidence, Griff. No, this is gonna be great. I don't mean it in the sense that you failed this time. I just mean in the sense that right. first hey, of all, you can Sean, listen to it, John, figure it out. Your podcast had about ten times the listeners we do, so yeah. I don't think you're the problem. If anything, it's true. I blame Millhouse. Yeah, but we never got to talk about Joyce Heiser's tits. But we will. Oh shit! That's right. That's right. Are well, we going to do a whole episode about 80s boobs like we did that trivia contest about 80s well, I don't know. That might be a little... T- oh, I mean, Sean will be up for it. I was going to say, I don't, yeah, think, I, I don't think I could do that. I'm glad you pointed that out. This is what a... I, I might say you're a boobs, 80s boobs connoisseur. Like, I just want to point out, among our friends, who you'll all eventually get to meet on the show, we, well, about once a year, because we're too lazy to do it any more than once a year... We do a little trivia contest. Yeah, we yeah. get really like competitive with each other. Like I know more nerdy shit than you do. And one of our uh, categories was '80s boobs. And what we did was we well what Mike did because he was the host. He took just a close up of the boobs, not even like full body thing. Yeah, just no close face, up, nobody, close just up of the no, boobs. No backgrounds to give it away. No. And said you need. There was like what like ten of them. Yeah. And it was like, you need to write what movie this came out from. Mr. Pigeon here, literally, what, like 30 seconds? You got, like, every single one? Like, I, was, I was raised in a, in a strict Christian household, so <laughs> yeah. I had my ways that I needed to figure that out. And I, I will say I, you are happily married to the woman who was with you the day that you identified. Oh, yeah, she all was right next to me. She right knew what, was she, she yeah, what she signed up for. So. She's crazy about 80s boobs, though. That's, yep. that's a boobs family. That Pigeon household. Boob friendly, like to imagine I, we were I, all impressed that I, day. I also want to point out, not I didn't do as quickly as he did, but I also got all mine right too. By the way, I just want to put that out there. I don't think people I'm slacking on my eighties boob not, knowledge. That's cool. And I was impressed. Well, you know, if I'd used it earlier, I could have been Mister Skin. I guess <laughs> you could have. Instead, I'm hanging out here. Much better. Kicking ass, taking names, fighting for America. Mm. Just like Chuck. Chuck is Cue all about America. He did fight a lot of America. You know what else is all about America, Griff? What's that? I don't have a good segue for our next week's episode, so I just said that. I got a segue for our next movie. What is it? Well, you know, we've already talked about LARPing. We yes. didn't talk so much well, about we LARPing. Didn't. But Kip we, Wellington and Mel... We, uh, uh, Copper. Mel Copper did. <laughs> um, 
But they, they talked a little bit about LARPing. And, uh, you know, we're getting into some dangerous territory because we've already done three episodes about Chuck Norris. We don't want people to think this is just a Chuck Norris podcast. And we got some big things coming for you in the weeks to come. But next we've got something a little weirder for you. And it takes place, uh, you know that nerd, that nerd at your office, that nerd in your real life who's obsessed with Lord of the Rings and wishes that he was born in those times. Who goes to the Rensen, Ren, Rensen? No. Renaissance. Renaissance Festival, not, not the Detroit Renaissance Center. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the, the, the Renaissance Festival. And uh, dresses up and is like, this is my time. I should have been born during this age when I had a sword at my, my hip. Yeah, and a hog and a flogging. That's what they say. Sure. We're going to be doing gore. Gore? G-O-R. No E. Don't put an E in there. You'll miss Are it. You, wait, wait, wait. Are you talking about the gore? The, the movie based on a series of erotic S&M tinged books? Is it? Really? I'm in. <laughs> You're going to enjoy it. Not only are you going to enjoy it, everyone's going to enjoy it. I'm... Don't sleep on this episode, people. I know you, you love the big superstars, but God damn it. We're yeah. going to get in this. I don't even give a shit about the movie. This is a whole world, a subculture on the Internet that's around this movie, this gore. It is so fucking weird. And we're going to get deep into it. We're going to get deep state into it. <laughs> so fucking weird. And it's also nice because another uh, we talked about. A few weeks ago, we had our Road Warrior ripoffs. This is, comes from the classic Conan ripoffs, yeah. which was very big in the 80s, too. Like Right after Schwarzenegger's Conan came out, there was a shitload of these ripoffs. Oh, for sure. And this one, I, it wasn't... I mean, Golden Globe is distributed, right? But they didn't make it. I don't think they made it, did they? I don't know how much they had to do with it. Uh, all I know is it's under Canon Films. I previewed it. It's basically nerd... Who can't get with the ladies? Who's a fishing nerd and a science nerd? Ends up back in time, and then he's just no, 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 no. You don't go back in time. What it is, the the premise of the story is there's a planet. I don't want to get too into it because I want you guys to listen to this episode. But there's a planet on the other side of the tease. You're just teasing. There's a planet on the other side of the sun that we can't see because it's on the other side, and that planet's called Gore. And all this crazy shit happens on that we'll talk about next week. But trust me, listeners, this shit is fucking weird. Yeah. It sounds like you guys are describing two different movies. He's talking about white-collar jobs and Renaissance festivals. That happens, and you're like, too. there's other fucking no, 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 no. on the other side of the sun. No, no, he gets, <laughs> It's he, worlds he, colliding. He, I'm in. It's you worlds colliding. He comes from our world, and he's transported to that world. So we're both right. So it's We're both right. Like the 80s Encino Man. No, not at all. <laughs> Polly Shore. What I want to say is, that's for <laughs> Prepare, prepare for this movie because this movie would tailor made for the Me Too movement. This movie has some fucking weird ass shit going it, on. I, if I had to describe it for anybody who is a fan of Bob's Burgers, I'd say this is Tina's movie because it's just butts everywhere. They're just asses. <laughs> Every five seconds. I Dude, know. I just watched this like four days ago. Asses every six seconds and Oliver Reed. Great, Oliver. crazy, drunk actor. He was like the main bad guy. Oh, okay. Yeah, he definitely was. His butt was in it too. Great. <laughs> <laughs> if right, that guys. doesn't sell you on it, I don't know what will. I don't know what will. But anyways, we'll see you next week. Sean, thank you for coming by. Thanks for having me. We really hope to have you again soon. Murray? 
Yeah. I'm just going to stare at you. This makes for great <laughs> podcasting. Well, I'm going to tell you, Griff, to keep it warm. Well, I'm going to tell you to fuck off. Oh, you got me. I'm cutting that part out. Fucker. Fucker. <laughs>